Well, my guest this week is Ryan Davis. He <laughs> likes talking before the intro. Yeah. That's how, that's that's why I had you on. Yeah. yeah. Nah, man. We're getting into it. <laughs> we were just talking about my floating. This is my favorite item of the podcast, is my floating <laughs> football. And then right off the bat, Ryan gets on my good side and says, you guys got a quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking Y'all got know, one. Yeah. I'm a 49ers fan, man. So how you? Uh, you're from North Carolina. Yeah. How do you become a 49ers fan from North Carolina? Uh, Panthers didn't exist at the time, so I was you already just in. The team? Nah, we were. I mean, that's any city that doesn't have, you know, there was no North Carolina football team. Right, but why did you gravitate to where they was? My good? parents were, so oh. and they were good, and I was born in the '80s. They were already good. My parents were 49ers fans, supposedly. Now I know them a little better. They're not really sports fans, like. Like they claimed to be when I was younger. They fucking Fortnite broke. My oh yeah, heart broke your twice. heart. Yeah, twice. Yeah. And then I met, <laughs> I met Joe Montana in Syracuse, New York, and he was the cool. Let me tell you how cool Joe Montana Joe is. Cool. Let me tell you how cool. There's cool and there's Joe Montana cool. So he's in the lobby. You ever done the funny bone in Syracuse yet? Yes. You know, it's, Syracuse is not a lot. Yeah, no. What's going on? It's in the mall. Yeah. There's not like a five-star hotel that I know of. Yeah, I do, they do the run back-to-back with them in Albany. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did that too. And a snowstorm last year. Why did I do that? But uh, Joe's in the lobby. And I look over and go, is that Joe Montana? And my feature at the time, he goes, yeah, I think that's him. Was well, son was playing for Tulane. Yeah. And they were playing Syracuse. So we walk over and we introduce ourselves to the son and the mom first. And I go, obviously, we know who you are. I said, Mr. Montana, Mr. Montana. I go, look, I know the game's at one. I go, if you guys aren't doing anything after the game, I don't know if you're staying in town. I go, we got a show. I'd like to invite you out. And he was, the wife was like, oh, yeah. We're not leaving until tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'm like, there you go. Wife gives me the number. Texas. Yeah, we're coming. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> right? <laughs> Joe comes in, uh, comes in the green room, hangs out for about five, ten minutes. Then sits in the audience. I don't announce he's there. Gets a regular seat in the middle of the room. Shows over. He buys all my merch. Comes yeah. out just in the crowd. There's still nobody's realizes Joe Montana because there's no security or nothing. Buys all, my T-shirts, all that stuff. And then uh, we get a pitch together, obviously. So I got the pitch on my phone. All of a sudden, his guy goes, hey, let's get your address. Give me your info. So I give him all my info. month later, I get a picture. He... Joe's people blew the picture up to bigger than eight by ten, big, right? Yeah. It's got the Joe Montana seal at the bottom, and it says, "Gary, thanks for the last Joe Montana." And I went, "Coolest I guy I, ever." <laughs> That's the coolest shit ever. I, like, <laughs> I, I met Boomer Esiason, <laughs> and he was kind of cold. Uh, yeah. On a dick, but he was very <laughs> sharp. How you doing? Get the moving. I was like, it lessened the Super Bowl losses. Yo. I, I watched, because I could not watch Super Bowl 23 for the longest. We went NFL Network, Super Bowl week, they show all the Super Bowls and stuff. Well, Couldn't like, watch it. I'd skip right 22 dude, to 24. I got goosebumps. That's one of the coolest stories I've yeah. ever heard. He personalized it and, and everything. He blew it up and was like, yeah. and, and, hold on. Didn't ask. Yeah. I was happy he came and I got the picture on my phone. I go, what the fuck is this? I open it up. That's such a, I'm Joe Montana. <laughs> move only facts <laughs> yeah like it just doesn't mean as much if somebody else does it that's the 4-0 Super Bowl quarterback right there man but let me tell you where it's full circle the same guy that rep Joe now reps Joe Burrow really? I've stayed in touch with them <laughs> some bitch sent me a Joe Burrow autographed Bengals helmet 
I go, this is the greatest contact ever. Ever. <laughs> and it I just don't keeps, ask for nothing. It just keeps coming back. <laughs> I don't ask for shit. I'll just text you, yo, G, I'm with your guy. I go, who's my guy? And he goes, I'm with bro. He signed all the helmets. He goes, I'm going to pull one for you. I go, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's Joe, getting free tickets anytime ooh, I'm coming Joe, to a show. I'm telling you, Joe Burrow is nice. He is nice. And as a guy, like, as a 49er fan, man, I started I started watching football. We had Joe, and then we had Steve, and I didn't realize how spoiled we were. Yeah. You know, the Sean Hill years and oh my the God, Elvis Gurbeck back. and the, oh, we've had, what? Well, Jeff Garcia Tim, wasn't terrible. No, I know. I'm not going to name him, but the Tim Rattay and the Ken Dorsey <laughs> and the, oh, my God. Rattay. Oh, my God. That's when they God. changed the uniforms, too. Oh, Trying to make it all kind of flashy. Yo, I was so happy to get Alex Smith. And then we saw we passed on Aaron Rodgers. Like Alex Smith was good enough to make me happy, and we could have won a Super Bowl with him. But knowing we could have had Aaron Rodgers hurts. Like and he wanted to come to us. And oh my we were god! Like, no, it was that haircut. Yeah, you ever see Aaron Rodgers' haircut on the draft? You're like this. Ooh, I wouldn't take it either. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Kaepernick situation. I was like, we're so. Oh, my God. I never liked Kaepernick either. Really? Never. I liked him. I thought their their line got decimated and he got happy feet. And um, you literally see him drop back and he'd be like, he'd be, the yeah. guard was letting <laughs> D-Lyman come in. And no one talks about that. They're like, he liked to run. He wanted to drop back and he wasn't probably the most accurate, yeah. but he had a cannon and could run. But I was like, that dude was had no time his last year in the league. That no. line was awful. No. I'm about to sneeze. Terrible time to sneeze during COVID. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry about that, Ryan. Welcome cool. to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not freaking out at all. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> right. I'm so glad you're here. So, asshole. You know how things go. How long you stand up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but that team we put together. And and when I say, you know, I don't like Kaepernick, I don't want people being, like, weird about it. You know, his stance and what he did in the protests, absolutely love. But I'm talking about him as the quarterback for the that's 49ers. All yeah, that's all we're talking about. And for me, right, it's little stuff, like little throws that would have changed everything. Now, I agree that we probably don't beat the Packers in the playoffs back-to-back without him. For some reason, they could not stop him from running for 200 yards. But um, it was just – it was little stuff like at the end of the game, the throw against the uh, Ravens, the throw against Seattle. It was just like if we had a quarterback that was a tad bit more accurate, we win both those games, probably get two Super Bowls out of that stretch with Jim Harbaugh. Mm. But, you know, he loved Colin over Mm -hmm. uh, Alex because Alex didn't – like you said, he has the cannon, and Alex mm-hmm. didn't. And, you know. You're crying me a fucking river right Man, now. I'm sorry. Look it's around. hurt. Look, you see what's in front of you, right? Yeah. you talking about playoffs and Super Bowls. I know. I'm we got five like rings wow. and, and six appearances. You're talking about right? losing a Super Bowl. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I see right now especially, obviously you watched the playoffs over the weekend. Yeah. What I loved, and just being a fan from afar, I just love the fact that Cleveland and Buffalo – they got the monkey oh, off their back. I'm so happy for them. And their fan base, they're, they're crying in the stands. And I would be crying. Yo. You don't even know. They'll be calling them dudes soft. Yo, i telling you, I had a, uh, a, a fan of 
the Cleveland Browns text me this this morning. <laughs> yo, yo, they uh, they have a Cleveland Browns flag, full Cleveland Browns helmet, everything. I'm Sip so the coffee on cities, the back man. of the truck. I'm so I'm always happy when people who don't get to win. Buffalo lost four Super Bowls in a row. They deserve this. Well, not only that, <laughs> it's like um, the, when you're loyal, yes, and you're in those markets where there's not a lot. It ain't yes. L.A. It ain't New York. Yeah. Like, they ain't got a lot. That's no. all they got. Man, I'm telling I was like, you. like, man, it's it hits different. I almost cried when LeBron James won for Cleveland, dog. <laughs> how do you not Don't feel that? Don't even start with me with that. Yeah, I think but, I did. I think I did. Yeah. How do you not feel I have butterflies. Almost, yo. I have butterflies. Like, I, And there wasn't a doubt when they were down 3-1. I was like, they're not going out like that. Yeah. LeBron is not. Not with this team. He's not going out like uh, that. Chills went down my spine whenever they won. It was the block in game seven. I was like, yo, I think they really going to do this. <laughs> They're really going to win a championship in Cleveland. This mm. is fucking crazy. Who do you think wins this weekend and <laughs> the playoff teams left? So you got Buffalo and Baltimore, which is, I think is the best game. I, I want Buffalo to win it all. The reason I want Buffalo to win it all is because I like gritty teams that and that quarterback, he doesn't slide. I love that, uh, <laughs> but he's gigantic. Josh Allen is gigantic. I love that Diggs, Stefan Diggs, wanted to get paid in Minnesota. They didn't pay him. He went to Buffalo and turned out to be one of the best receivers in the league. If not the best this year. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. I just I love those stories, man. I love mm-hmm. I love to see stuff like that. And like you like you saying, when someone has a loyal fan base, and Buffalo has had a loyal fan base forever, they deserve this. Baltimore, you'll get your chance to win. Your quarterback, that quarterback is phenomenal, and you'll get other opportunities to get there. Drew Brees has his ring. You know what I mean? Brady has his ring. I just want to see guys get there because they hold that not having a ring against you. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever it's a team sport, you get all the credit as a quarterback, whenever it's a team sport, ain't played no defense the whole game, right. but you get the credit. I would just love to see the new guys. You know, I'm I'm ready for Brady and all of them to retire. Well, the AFC's got all the young guys. Yeah, the I want to see the new guys. Got all the vets and then the Rams. Yeah, but they got Rodgers. But even golf Brady. has been there before. Right. Facts. Yeah, so you got four Super Bowl. Four quarterbacks have been the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then you got the AFC where it's Mahomes and then a bunch of young guns. Just a bunch of young and I'm ready for the changing of the guard. I'm not one of those guys that, you know, me like, oh, I want my favorite, one of my favorite guys to hold on forever. But at 43, you need to get on out of here. Like it's time to yeah. it's time to go ahead and roll. Like I rooted for Kansas City hard last year just because Andy Reid, I like Mahomes, I like Kelsey. But like it's like this year, I'm like this. Do this y'all want to see win the lease? Because they've won it already. So now I'm like this. I'm, dude, if Cleveland can pull that upset. Man, I don't like hearing that you rooted for, you know what I mean, against what? my team in the Super Bowl. We lost the Super Bowl last oh, year. That's right. Sorry I know that. our team sucked Sorry this year, so people don't remember. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry about that. We went to the Super Bowl last and was up by 10 with six minutes to go. There was a doubt. And there was never any doubt that Mahomes was going to come back. Because they did it to everybody all the way through the playoffs. The Texans game. Tennessee was beating them bad. Texans was blowing them out, and it just didn't matter. Mm -mm. The second half, the dude was just – 
score 40 points in the a, in a second half to beat everybody. I hated that. I just needed Garoppolo to show up one time. He had to get one first down for us to win the game. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. What it meant to be. Boy, I miss Joe Montana and Steve Young. I just didn't have these problems. Wow, I don't have anybody I could say I missed the quarterback because <laughs> we never won. No, y'all got the guy now. Y'all Man. got the guy now. And I'm watching, I'm watching that Pittsburgh game and I'm watching Cleveland and I'm like, there's no doubt Burrow's watching that game going, oh, I'm going to be there. Yeah. He ain't, he ain't trying to be like, oh, be this great. is why I say y'all got the guy. Because he's good even when y'all are bad. Facts. Even when y'all play bad games, well, you know, he's not ta- bad. I was talking to, I was talking to Andre. I'm feeling like an injury. I'm talking to Andre Johnson and one of, an agent friend of mine. And Andre said something I didn't even think about with Joe Burrow. Is you know what makes him a little different? He said he's the only white number one pick, high draft pick, who's a white quarterback, but came from a poverty stricken area. Yeah. He goes. So his dog He got is dog different. in him. Yeah. His only outlet is football. All he yeah. saw was poverty and just people like no outlet. And I've been to Athens. My sister went to college. There's nothing. There's Ohio University and poverty in Athens, Ohio. Yeah. That's it. And I'm like, that's all he saw. So his only outlet is football. It's not like Andrew Luck, right? I might be a scientist. Yeah, I could have done this. something else. I'm going go to go to telling Joe. They were telling Joe, hey, brother, if you don't make it in this football, you're going to work in the mine. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going back, bro. Yeah, that was, his dog's different. Yeah. Oh, no. Nah, and he's I got some it. swag to him. I saw it in LSU. When he was, man, that Clemson team that they beat was a great Clemson team. He didn't even, it was like they didn't even exist to him, dog. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, oh, this dude's different. And he can run. This mm-hmm. white dude's fast. He's he's very fun to watch, man. He's very fun. The throws he makes as a rookie, the reads he was making, he was he was the guy. People are really high on the guy in San Diego, but to me, is it's Joe Burrow than everybody else, man. I saw an interview last week with Colin Cowherd and Colin, <laughs> and he was breaking down the Colts game. We threw the pick, yeah, and. The way he broke it down was just like, holy fuck, he's never going to make that mistake again. Yeah. He said basically the Colts defense tricked him. And when he watched the film, he was like, oh. And his hands came up in the interview. He goes, why didn't I see that? Just this little motion? I was like, what was that? That's as excited as he got. And then when Colin said, so next year, you think you're going to miss any games? Or when do you think you're coming back? He goes, "Uh, week one. Yeah. And Colin goes, you're going to be ready week one. He goes, I think I'll be just fine. Yeah. And he had a smirk like, I'll be fine. And I didn't know he was living with Andrew Whitworth, no, I didn't the know lineman either. for the Rams. Yeah. He used to be with the Bengals. And I guess, you know, they both were coming off knee surgery, and Whitworth came back sooner than they expected. And you saw the difference in the Rams this week running behind Whitworth. Man. Something like this. Oh, the Rams won with a quarterback with four fingers. Back. On his throwing hand. He was playing but with that four D fingers. Else. That defense was crazy. Man, it's watching Aaron Donald is is amazing to watch because he's in the backfield immediately. Like, as soon as the offensive lineman sticks his hand out, he just grabs him, throws him past him, and he's going toward the quarterback. And I haven't that like I haven't seen dominance like that on the interior since like Warren Sapp was in his prime. Yeah. And he lines up all over. And he's all over, and there's nothing you can do. And he's not a huge guy. At all. He came to see me in Pittsburgh. I was shocked. He's not a huge guy. He's just gifted. He's well, you just see how stronger I just threw than you. Like I met him? Yeah. No, he came to see me in Pittsburgh. 
I threw that in. Like, no, but no, the, I met him. This is the beauty about I learned about this life that we live because you've been privileged to live it a long time. I'm still new in this, but people think it's name dropping. It don't. No, this is your life. This is what happens to you. Mm-hmm. So why would you not say it? Yeah, I know. It sounds. Here's the thing. I know a couple of people that you tell a story. And they don't even let the story resonate, and they're already moving on to their story to top oh, it. Oh, yeah, now that, yeah. I, I, I had to call out my feature one time, because he'll do it sometimes. And uh, he, was, I remember we were in Indy about a month ago, and I've known Reggie Wayne 15 years. Yeah. So we go to this cigar bar called Rocky Patel's, and they got it kind of closed off. You know, it is COVID, but it's cool. We go upstairs, and Reggie's up there, so I'm BSing with him. So the next day, I'm talking, man, I go, I go, sometimes you get around NFL guys, and you wonder, how do he make it? He's not that big. I'm looking at him, and I'm bigger than a lot of them. I go, and then we shook hands. Yep. And his hand was thick as shit. <laughs> as soon as I said that, my feature goes, yeah, because I'm at Ray Lewis. And I went like this. I go, oh, did you just top me with like a bigger Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Reggie like, was not good enough for you, so you had to top me. With a bigger player. <laughs> and he just sat there and started laughing. I go, dude, what was that? Let yeah. my story resonate for a minute. Oh, I just, I don't, now I don't get that. But I'm not going to go, like, if somebody's go, where are you uh, going earlier? If they say, I don't want to say I'm going to go do a podcast. I'm going to go do Gary Owens' podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not name dropping. That's what I'm going to go do. Right. But you should name drop me, though. No, I'm going dope. to every single time. And if yeah. somebody has an issue with that, then I have an issue with it. But yeah. I'm not, you know what I mean? The reason people feel some, if I said my homeboy Chad, you wouldn't think of it as name dropping. It's because you know who I'm talking about Mm -hmm. that you feel some type of way. Well, feel some type of way because I'm so funny, I get to do shit like this. Facts. (laughs) How about that? That's what it is. I get to meet people. Other people don't get to meet. And this is my dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm living it. And I'm not going to be apologetic about it. Sorry. They should have had the Browns. Or Bills fans guarding the Capitol. Yes. Celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Pittsburgh fans after they lost. They would have been so mad. Yeah. I dare you to come in the Capitol, bitch. I dare bitch. you to come in here. What went through your brain when you saw that? Because um, I heard you say, I'm not giving up my jokes because yeah, I give yeah. up shit for free. I wasn't wanting to give up shit for free. This is what But you know is. you could you could do it on social media and do it in your special. I know. I know. I'm. This is how I feel about it. We live, we live in a time where I... Um, People are just not honest about how they feel. Like when we, when people were marching in the street saying Black Lives Matter, right? There were a bunch of people saying All Lives Matter, you know, Blue Lives Matter, and I'm like, okay, there may be some people who really feel they can't grasp the concept of Black Lives Matter because it makes them feel like we're saying that only Black Lives Matter, or people think that people are anti-police, so they're saying Blue Lives Matter. Cool. But then you storm the Capitol. You don't pay attention to the police. You run through them. You kill a police officer. Kill the police officer. 50 of them get injured. And you're chasing a all black and blue life up the stairs all in one. Like, so is that what it is? Or, or was all that time you were saying all lives matter, blue lives matter, just fuck you. Stop talking and don't change the way I live. I like the way I'm living. That's and what it is. Yes. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. You're not. <laughs> uh, don't fuck up my comfortability. And that's what it is. And like, it was like, oh, no. Nah, why are y'all, when y'all are protesting, why are you busting glass and looting and all of this? And the first thing they did was bust glass 
Cats and Looted. They smeared shit all over the walls on the they, inside. Like levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they took it to the next level. Like the next level. And then they're like, well, if you want it to change, if you want to see change, then get out and vote for change. And then black women voted in numbers unheard of. Flip the whole state of uh, Georgia. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Yes. Flip the whole state of Georgia. Now the president... The House and the Senate is blue, and now you're mad because you feel like your voice wasn't heard. It isn't that you feel like your voice wasn't heard. You felt like your voice had more weight than somebody else. Yeah, we got outvoted, but what about me? My voice and my rights and my way of life is more important than their votes. God, you sound like you're speaking to people in my family. Yeah, right now, right. for real. Yeah, the, the some of the 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 social the Facebook exchanges between I'm not gonna call it which family members, but close family members. I'm like, they're on both sides of the fence. Like, yeah. there's Democrats, there's Republicans, and they're at each other's throats. And I can't, I stay out of it. I say I'm yeah. apolitical. I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I vote for who I want to vote for is the best candidate. Yeah, I feel like if you decide who you go vote for before you hear what they're they're trying to do or their platform or anything, mm -hmm. you're crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. But you're not gonna. It, <laughs> I think you put it so perfect. That's why I wanted you on the show this week because I knew you was gonna articulate it in a way that I can't. There's some people that say shit and I'm like, oh, that's what I meant. But it didn't come out right. So what you just said and where the light bulb went off in my head was. Some people are comfortable in their way of life. Yes. And what's going on, because some people aren't comfortable, you're breaking up their comfortability. You wake, you woke them up from their nap, basically. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm sleeping here. Yeah. The, uh, there's people who get mad whenever the NBA players, they did the tip and then they took a knee or they were like wearing Black Lives Matter shirts and all of this and they put it on the court. They're like, man, what's the problem with this? I was like, are they not still playing basketball? That was my thing. And we talked about Kaepernick earlier. <laughs> they're still playing. My thing was it didn't stop the game. Right? It didn't any of that. They, they're still playing. You don't have a problem with them because they're still doing the thing you watch. Didn't you? And they're like, I came here for an escape. Yes, to escape that people are suffering because you're not one of the ones suffering. Mm -hmm. That's what, and, and why do you want to escape? Why do you want to live that lie? Why are you so comfortable with putting someone's oppression in the back of your mind? Why is that cool for you? To you? Yeah. What I've learned, especially with having black, white, interracial kids and everything, is I've learned to listen more. Because yeah. we always want to talk and we want to get, you'll say something, I'll get my point of view. We don't let just sit and let it resonate. My daughter will talk to me and she's smart. She's like you. She's Yo. smart. She's, yeah. she's 18 and it's way smarter when it comes and to politics. And she's going, hey, shout out to uh, North Carolina A&T. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. See, she... Knew when you said she was going out, I was like, she's a smart one. She's yeah. a smart one. <laughs> oh, yeah. And on the Dean's list, shout out. Yeah, yeah. see? Man, HBCU in North COVID. Carolina. Shout out to AT. Thanks for yeah. catching that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to blame the cafeteria workers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't catch it from a student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she talks, I just sit and listen sometimes. I don't even like comment. I just let it resonate and be like, hmm. And then she'll go on to something else and something else. And she'll be like, Dad, are you listening? I go, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just listening because too many people are talking. Too many. That's why I, I don't like the app Clubhouse like that. Oh, it's too Clubhouse many people cool, talking. Clubhouse is cool. And then I, like, like, the weekend, I was like, once I lost the week, you know, celebration, I was like, ah. 
I can only take so much. <laughs> Yo, it, see, because this is what will happen on Clubhouse, right? They'll have you in there, and I'll be in there, and then let's say Finesse is in there, and then there's a bunch of people who do open mics or they want to host. They host sometimes for headliners or whatever, and then we'll speak on our experience or how to maneuver certain ways. And they were like, but I feel like I think, hey, man, there's a reason we're here. Yeah. Because we know how to get here and we know how to stay here. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Just listen. And they don't want to do that. They want, everybody wants to look like an expert. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can't – why speak on something you've never experienced as if you're knowledgeable in it? It blows my mind. Like mm-hmm. like you said, people want to talk. And you can't you can't become an informed person. If you're talking instead of listening, or or people get so defensive when yeah. you're, oh yeah, when <laughs> you are not agreeing with them, you, you feel they feel like they're being attacked, and I'm going, I'm having a discussion. Yeah, <laughs> I listen. I never got like too high, too low. This whole last four years with the Trump shit, I never got to the point where I was angry. I was just like. I was just like trying to even kill. Let me let me look at this from a big, broad perspective and fall back and be like, okay, you know, and figure shit out. It's almost like when we, when there's police killings mm-hmm. with young black men, seems to be majority that gets a rise out of the country. I uh, always be like, I don't want to lump all of them together, mm-hmm. you know, because me being an ex cop, and you the, can't in and the military, I'm like, okay, some some was obvious. Yeah, you know Eric Garner, yeah. George Floyd. Some are obvious. You can't lump lumping all of anything together hurts the conversation with a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like if you keep going, uh, if I say I don't like the way that police handle black people, you know, in certain situations, someone can point out, "What about this time this person shot at the police?" Mm-hmm. See, when you put them all together, then you get to use that. No, I'm talking specifically where the cop is wrong and the black person was unarmed and didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like there's cuz whenever you use generality, somebody always want to go to point to an anomaly mm-hmm. and then use that to debate something that happens more more times than not. Do we all know that cops are not out here just killing everybody? They're not mm-hmm. by the numbers. Everybody here, most people who get pulled over don't get killed. Mm-hmm. Most people who get stopped by the police don't get killed. Most people who call the police to their homes don't get killed. But the majority of people, uh, the majority of black people, especially in inner city situations, who live that life, have a story about cops doing them dirty. I do. My father has plenty. I've watched some with my father. My brother has them. Uh, friends have them. Like, I've had white friends come to visit me, and the police pull them over and harass them just because they were in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So we're not lying about what's happening. And there are just assholes. <laughs> yeah. And, and same aspect. You but I've cops. had good cops. I remember I ran a red light, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was deciding whether I was going to run it or not. And, and there was a cop right in front of me on the other side of the street. And, and I got stuck and I didn't hit brake. I was just like, oh, I ran this light. Cop pulled me over and was like, hey, man, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> white cop or black yeah, cop? Yeah, white cop. He was <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck was that, man? I was trying to just do 
my I'm just trying to work today. I ain't want to pull nobody over. You yeah. made me do this. You sure it wasn't me? That's yeah, how, like me. That's yeah. how I pulled people over. And Dude, I was like, fuck? you right, bro. I was I'm fucking up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what was I thinking? And there are cool cops like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't want those cops to feel like that the good work that they do or the and them having the right demeanor and them going about doing things the right way is um, unnoticed because I do notice that. But at the same and time, the good cops, <laughs> when they hear about the cops doing bad shit, it hurts them too. Yes, They're like dude, we, I'm, I'm, cops are in it for the right reasons. So when those cops it, come along, they're like, Do you fuck up everything? Now you make it harder for me. Yes. I sort of, man. And black people understand that. So I don't know why people feel the need to explain to black people whenever black people know that whenever we're the only black people somewhere and one of these niggas think about doing something (laughs) that is going to reflect a lot of us negatively, we be like, we're quick to turn that person in. Hey, that ain't us. Jamal is the one that be doing shit like that. Yeah. (laughs) That's some Jamal shit. That ain't a us shit. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like more police officers just need to be more vocal. And I get it because in the black community, too, we don't like to speak publicly against black people. We be like, oh, this is an in-house thing. But you can't ask. You can't be that way and then ask the police to out their brothers and sisters if we don't. You know, we need to be more vocal in that, too. Practice what you preach is what I'm saying, because I'm vocal about everything. You know, I talk about anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Wrong is wrong and right is right. I applaud the right and I and I'll roast the wrong. So I, th- I feel like more people just need to be that way in general. And we need to stop acting like the police doesn't harass people <laughs> in ever. Yeah, ever. This is just ridiculous. There is. It's on. It took. Man, that George Floyd, I still didn't watch the video. It's mm-hmm. too rough for me to watch. Mm-hmm. I can't watch shit like that. I can't watch the life leave somebody for eight minutes. Yeah. Like that. And it took that for some people to go, all right, maybe there is a problem. <laughs> but it's, well, there's, also, there's little <laughs> things on some of these police cases where I'm like, I'd be like, it's kind of common sense. There was the. Uh, I don't want to mess up the names, but there was the guy in Baton Rouge that was selling C- CDs in yep. front of the store. Yep. And that, Alton Sterling. Alton Sterling. That cop was out of control as soon as he showed up. Yep. That cop showed up on 10, and Alton was like, ew. <laughs> my issue was. I always do this. I bet, my thing with <laughs> the that store whole, owner know me. Right. And my <laughs> problem with that whole situation was I've been to Baton Rouge. I'm sure that unless it was that cop's first day. Yeah. And Alton's out there every day, and you don't know who he is? You should have rolled up like, Alton, again, bro? Thank that should have been it. It shouldn't have been on 10, I don't know who he is, and automatically go. When when I was in the Navy, and we uh, we had Navy SEALs on our base, one of them uh, go crazy. I can't handle that. So we always had... A Navy SEAL temporarily assigned to every shift of the police department. That way, if any of those SEALs went nuts, we had a guy that had a rapport with them and mm-hmm. can handle it. I don't understand why that doesn't apply in every police force. Why aren't people from the community police exactly. in the community? Do you know how many times I have to see these, you know, things where 
you know, the George Floyd thing was messed up. And there's that's end of it. But then there are people that go, well, wasn't he high? Well, wasn't he didn't he have a bad check or didn't he? You got to cut because if it was a, somebody in that community, they'd be like, yo, Floyd, what you doing, man? Right. Hey, bro. Um, George is high again. Uh, George, come on, man. Hey, hey, a bad but, check, bro. Here's $20 or whatever. George, don't come over here like that. We can't, man, this would be dangerous. About, you could go to, you know what I mean? About, even then, he's not hurting anybody else. But he's not hurting somebody. That's You're, what I'm the saying. The biggest thing, are you a threat to society? Or are you a threat to yourself? George Floyd was more of a threat to himself than wasn't society. wasn't hurting nobody. Not a fucking soul. And if you look at his track record... <laughs> His track record really wasn't hurting anybody else. Man, he hasn't been he hadn't been in trouble since he left Texas. Yeah. Said he was getting his life together, moved, you know, to the Midwest, ain't had no issues with nothing ever since. And that's another thing with, you know. Oh, well, another thing too, if he's high, he's not in the right frame of mind. So he's not going to give you a coherent answer if you're asking him to do these simple commands. Yeah, it's very man, I don't understand people, man. It is just a it is just a need to be overly aggressive and this need to be in power. And that's what happened with the Me Too movement. That I had a discussion with my homeboy today about it where some of these people get influence and power and, it, and they react in a very, very negative way because... For their whole lives before that, they didn't even know how to interact with people properly. Mm-hmm. And then now mm-hmm. they're given this power over people. They feel like they have this power over people, and they just go over the deep end. Well, it's intoxicating. Yeah. Like the first, let me tell you something, the first time I pulled somebody over and they called me sir, yeah. I went, fuck. Yeah. And that was just a simple military pulling somebody over for nothing. I need, they had to do what I told them. Yeah. Like, hey, I need to see your, uh, I need to see your ID. And does that, oh, all right. And then I'm like this. Ooh, I could see how that could overtake somebody, especially that and never then, had any of it. And then imagine getting fed that, and then all of a sudden somebody goes, nah, fuck that. I'm not treating you like that. Ooh. Then you feel like it's owed oh, to yeah. you. Yeah. And instead of going, thinking, maybe this person's having a bad day, hey, brother, I'm just doing my job. Not maybe you having a bad day or whatever, but this is what I'm pulling you over for. I'm not fucking with you, mm-hmm. you know. Just, just don't, don't speed, don't run the light. Or mm-hmm. if I, if I got to give you the ticket, I got to give you this ticket. Mm-hmm. But there's no need to be like, no, listen to me. Da da da. Why are no, you taking no, it you're there? You're gonna do this. Yeah. Or you're going. That, I remember the Sandra Bland thing. But she was like, I'm not causing you no problem. Get out of the car or I'll drag you out the car. How did we get here? Right. For what? For what? So it's just like, that's what I'm saying, man. There has to be some type of an evaluation of people in that position to where I know every people are human. So people are going to people are going to make mistakes in a case where somebody has a gun. Can we at least get to a point where we limit the mistakes of the armed person? <laughs> well, I think the problem with that is uh, you go through the police academy, then they put you on patrol, and you know, 90% of the time, it's kind of just monotony. You're yeah. bored. Yeah. And then shit goes zero to 100, and you ain't really been prepping. You might yeah. go years. So if your normal work week is five days, it should be four days on patrol and one day 
training. Training. Just preparing. Okay, this just week. In case this, this week is hostage situation. This week is DUIs. Is yeah. Just so you know, if you're not, it's like going to practice. You're not going to play a football game. Yeah, you made the team, but now you're not going to practice. You're just going to show up for the game. For four years, yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, whoa, you're in, and all of a sudden they put you in the game. I don't know the playbook. <laughs> You did. You saw the playbook so four years ago. You got Act a bunch like of it. Jamarcus Russells <laughs> yeah. on patrol is what you got. Do you so, want that? It's terrible training. It's terrible. Like, and 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 people go, well, you shouldn't escalate the situation. You don't have to when a person is just man. People are people, man. Uh, read the book, talking to strangers. Just. That'll help a lot of people, man. People don't know how to interact with others, and that's another reason why you should have people who know these people in the community. Mm-hmm. If some people might seem aggressive to you, when really that's just the way they talk. And also to talk about people in the community, even if they're, I always say, if cops, and I'm assuming majority of them don't live in the area they're patrolling, right? it should be mandatory that they show up at a high school football game. High school basketball game. So they're meeting parents. They're meeting the kids out. Because if you're just seeing people at their worst, yeah, you're going to think everybody's just at their worst. But you don't see them like rooting for their son. Yeah. Or even if you see that kid playing basketball, and then a couple years later he's doing something wrong, you're like, pull him aside. What happened, man? Yeah. Yo, I saw you play Central. God damn, that was a good game. Yeah. You can build rapport with people and you can. de-escalate the shit. Easily, they'll come down whenever they see you. And there is if gonna they, be assholes. If they ever at ten, and then you show up, and you know if they're ready to, you know what I mean, go back and forth with the police. But they see it's you, they'll go, "All right, man, this this dude know me. I'm not about to." That was what I liked about being a military cop. Is we had a base, we had base housing, we had a nightclub, we had everything except gun violence. Basically, yeah. We, I've I've seen rape cases. I've seen domestic violence. I've seen fights. I've, I've seen it all, right? Theft. Only we don't have on the military is gun violence, yeah. basically, and which is big. But I remember one guy, I'm on the gate. I'm waving cars. And he comes in in a cab. He's in the back seat. I knew the guy because I played pickup basketball with him. I yeah. didn't know his name, but I knew him. All of a sudden, the cab, he comes back like five minutes later. He goes, hey, man, the guy got out and ran. He ran from the fair. Didn't pay his fare. I go, I got it. I had a guy relieve me off the gate. I knew where he lived at in the barracks. Knocked on his door. This guy tried to answer like he was asleep. What's up? I was like, dude, <laughs> I just saw you come on the base. I go, come on. I don't want to bring the cab driver back here. I said, you got 20 bucks? He goes, what are you talking about? I go, dude, come on. <laughs> so I go, give me $20. I'm going to go pay him. Jesus. This fucking guy, this is what he did. I had to take him down to the ATM, right? The ATM in every barracks. We go to the ATM. He gives me 20 and asks for the change. He goes, I think the fare was like 12. I go, Take the L, bro. Yeah. I'm bro. not bringing the cabbie bro, back with change. I'm supposed to <laughs> arrest <laughs> he you. He said, yo, bring my change. I think it was like $12. Eight, I $8. Take the L, bro. Yeah. I'm going to take the 20 and go back to bed. It was the end of it. The $8 is for you jumping up. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're not getting arrested. Court fees. Yes, that's court <laughs> fees right there. So the fact that I, if I could have handled that different, we could have been searching for him. We could have arrested him. Paperwork, cabbie guy get a statement. It was so easy. And then cab driver got his money. Got a nice tip. Got a tip. That guy dude going to sleep. And then when I saw him at the court, you ain't got to fill out paperwork and all that shit. Then we got everybody the wins. He was happy. We was on the same team. Like two days <laughs> yeah, later, he yeah. was cool, passing the ball. We laughing about it. But on the other hand, 
I had another guy. And the cabbies like, now the cabbies are like, yo, if somebody jump on you around here, they'll take care of it for you, man. They take yeah. care of it. Everybody's happy. Everybody's mm-hmm. reputation is still, you mm-hmm. know, upheld. I don't understand why we can't get, it's like everybody wants to be either right or wrong whenever we can just come to an understanding. But you do have, like you said, you got those people that have power, not necessarily on patrol. If you got a boss. Yes. That is like trying to meet a quota or trying to be, you know, it's us against them. It's not us against them. I had, when I graduated the police academy, the guy said, you guys just joined the biggest gang in the world. And I go, that's not why I joined. <laughs> I, I joined to make rape. And I thought the job was kind of easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And two, I'll give you an example. Two bases I was on. One, one said, ship. Said, oh, we came here to work. Right. I didn't, I didn't want to join no gang. Yeah. What's all that all about? <laughs> so I, uh, one base I was on, everybody was cool as shit. I liked being on the ship. You know, I liked working nights. Nobody was looking over you. Kind of did what you want type deal. It was cool. Next ship I got on, man. First day we get underway. The guy goes, hey, Gary, uh, go patrol for like, come back whenever you got some write-ups. Mm-hmm. I come back like an hour or two later. I'm just sitting in the master at arms office. The guy goes, oh, you got any write-ups? I go, nah, not, I saw a couple of things, nothing big. He goes, no, 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 don't come back till you have three write-ups. And I went, what the fuck? I remember walking out there going, god damn it, one of these. I heard stories about it, but he just, so basically my first day on the ship, you want me to be a dick. Mm-hmm. So I was going to people that I knew on the ship going, I'm going to write you up. I'm going to rip it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I come back. And I'm like, yeah, I found this guy didn't do this right. This guy didn't shave right. This guy took an extra cookie. Yeah. Little shit. And then when he came over, I just rip it up and get rid of it. Yeah. So I was like, and then I end up hiding out in the post office because if I'm supposed to patrol, I ain't want to write people up. So I just find my boys be like, yo, I'm going to give you a little write up. I'm going to rip it up. And then I'd literally be chilling watching movies in the post office. Because my... But you wanted me to be a dick. Why? That's what, that's what I don't understand, man. It's just he wanted to exercise his authority. And that's not really what it is. This is, you should get into it just to keep order, to make sure that nobody gets out of line, not to draw the line. That's not your, or to force mm-hmm. or to get people to toe the line. It's just, it's just, hey, man, if, if anybody gets completely like if something goes off the deep end then we got to be there but for the most part man i'll go to traffic court whenever i have to go to traffic court and i see how many people are in there i'll be like man ain't no way (laughs) (laughs) i'm on the road nobody's driving that crazy there's no way this many people were driving crazy (laughs) 300 of us in here today i I let everybody go yo i was like but you talk about good cops. I had a cop pull me over one time speeding, and literally came to the car and goes, I think it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I started dying. I go, yeah. oh. And then, and then there was another time. He didn't give me a ticket. There was another time I'm in Texas. I was leaving Corpus Christi and to drive back to Houston. And middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere, this cop pulled me over in fucking no man's land, right? Yeah. And I was speeding. I couldn't even argue with him. So he goes, where are you coming from? I was Corpus Christi. You been drinking? I go, nah. I'm just tired. I was probably speeding trying to get back to Houston. Are you in Corpus Christi? I had a show. What kind of show? Stand-up. I'm a comedian. Really? I think the guy was so bored. We talked for 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was thinking, and literally in the middle, I go, hey, man, um, 
we're being real cool and everything. You you ain't about to give me a ticket. I thought we was building something. Yeah. <laughs> he started laughing. Nah, man, I ain't gonna give you no ticket, man. <laughs> and he goes, I'm gonna look you up. We're gonna yeah. find you. I was like this. I think the guy uh, literally was just lonely in the middle of this uh, yeah. nothing going on stretch of road. Man, I've been pulled over countless times on the road for just different reasons. I don't know, man. I'm I they love to pull me over. I'm not tripping about it, it. Let me see this. Isn't it the worst though when you're so polite? And do and everything. Still give you the ticket. Yeah. They go back and come back. Hey, just sign here. I'm like, dude, I thought I was being cool. <laughs> you know how much it bothers me? Timothy Hill in Dinwiddie, Virginia. <laughs> you remember the cop's name? <laughs> this asshole. So I'm on the road. No, repeat it again. Timothy Hill, Dinwiddie, <laughs> Virginia. We're going to put subtitles. Yeah, yo. <laughs> This dude, I'm driving. I'm flying. Hold on. Can we look up Timothy Hill? See if we get his picture. <laughs> so I'm flying. I ain't gonna lie. I'm flying. I'm the only person on the road. That's it. It's just me. Because it's Dinwiddie, Virginia, and no one's around. And I'm getting to a show. So I'm flying, right? I'm flying. And then I get pulled over by, like... <laughs> like by a Kia Sorento, a red Kia Sorento or some shit. It was like it was an unmarked car. So I uh he pulls me over and he's like, you know, why are you speeding? I was like, bruh, there's you nobody know, there's nobody out here. <laughs> like I wasn't really looking at the speedometer. I was just going. This is I kinda was the flow of traffic, so I was going <laughs> with the flow of traffic, my guy. Like it was cool. He was like, license and registration or whatever. I was like, nothing, nothing I said. That it, okay. That wasn't funny to you. <laughs> no, no giggles, cool. All right, <laughs> give it to him or whatever. He's like, like I got merchandise in the uh, back. You didn't try to give him free t-shirts? Yo, I had t-shirts, everything. Like everything about what I was doing could have been sketchy. My plates are out of town. My, uh, I got all these boxes and shit in the back. He ain't ask about none of this shit. He was wanting to give me that speed ticket. That was the only reason he ca- the only thing he cared about. He ain't asked where I was going or why I had any of this shit from out of town or nothing. He was like, yeah. Came back. He was like, he gave me the ticket. He was like, sign this. I was like, cool, I got merchandise, everything. You know, we got pens, markers, everything. I reached for <laughs> you my said pen. That? Huh? I got pens, markers. Nah, he, he gave it to me. I was like, cool. I reached for a pen. He went straight to his gun. Keep your hands where I can see no. him. You told me to sign it. He said, I'll give you a pen. Why didn't you give me a pen with the ticket? Yeah. Oh, wow. What's his name again? Timothy Hill. You don't need to be a police officer, Dinwiddie. Timothy. Dinwiddie. They're going by Virginia. Tim. Oh, man, this, I, I'll never forget this he asshole. He put his hand on his pistol? What did he, he had the uh, the trooper hat, too, with the big-ass brim around looking like uh, Kung what Lao. Was, what was your tone? Huh? I'm trying to blame you. What was your tone? Oh, man. Was you aggressive? The tone in which I'm telling. How people, fast you reach for the people? People who know me <laughs> know I don't get this loud, ever. My mm-hmm. tone is always... Mm-hmm. People, it's hard to tell when I'm happy because yeah. I don't raise my tone and I don't smile that much. But this is how bad he pissed me off because I was like, you're being ridiculous right now. Ridiculous. You could have told me to slow it up, <laughs> slow down, or you could have gave, gave me the ticket. 
and have been like, hey, man, I got a quota to fill. You just go out to eat this. I'm cool mm-hmm. with whatever. But to sit there, because I wasn't doing like 100 or like even like I was doing like 80 something in the 70. Like it yeah. wasn't like I was. It wasn't I wasn't like wilder. you were on the run. Yeah, I wasn't wilder. Like, and he just, he really just. Put his hand on the pistol. He put the hand on the pistol. And was like, what are you reaching for? A pen. You just told me to sign. I'll give you the pen. Then give me the pen. Right. Why didn't you give me the pen with the ticket? Exactly. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) You said, I hate you. I hate that nigga, bro. Was he black or white? Yes. He was black. black. Yes. Timothy what? Hill. Timothy Hill. I hate that nigga, bro. He hates you. I do with a I passion. Hate you too, Timothy. Yo, I do with a passion. Yeah, Yo, I swear. You. I swear to God, I thought you were white, Timothy. Yeah, no, man. This oh, whole story. And that's the thing. I about, thought you were white. And this is the thing about like black people. Like, we always hope that we get the cool <laughs> black guy, but you might get Timothy Hill. There's some black people know that there's some black cops where we go, oh, you one of them? Oh, you are you one of these niggas that hate niggas. We know. Yeah, all right. All right. Then I and I get like I get that policing is like oversaturated in black communities. So if you're not a if you're not really paying attention to the fact that they're pushing you in the black communities all the time, you might develop this thought that black people are inherently more criminal. Mm-hmm. But it's because you're over policing black communities. If they put you at the first thing, like they even got me. It got me when I was younger. All I grew up in black communities. So anything that was drugs or violence or anything like that, I saw it was black people. But then when I moved to the suburbs, I was like, oh shit, they really do drugs out here. Mm-hmm. They really get into some yeah, violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we get it in. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> the police just don't show up or mm-hmm. harass anybody about it. Man, I remember seeing black people get, you know, in trouble for having joints, right? Just joints in their now you ass or how whatever. Ridiculous that is that that to me, especially marijuana, more than any other drug, is the most ridiculous fucking criminal behavior. Like it yeah. does nothing but calm you down. So. And then I moved into the suburbs. There was this kid who used to come to our house 10 o'clock at night, walking the street at night with a backpack and a duffel bag. No one ever thought he looked suspicious. In his backpack, he had a pound of weed. And in the uh, duffel bag, he had the biggest like uh, bong you had ever seen in your life, yo. Clearly a white kid? Yep, <laughs> a white kid. Man, it was just like, it was never looked at. He oh, was never oh. looked at. He said the cop's name was Timothy Hill. Yeah. Thought you were gonna speak. Yeah, his name was Jamal Jackson. Yeah. White, white kid, guy. man. Jamal Jackson had the bone in the no, weed. Man. Jamal Jackson's white? Yo, they <laughs> had, JJ. Yo, I've never seen more underage drinking than when I was <laughs> hanging out with white people. I've never seen more drug use. I've never seen more and it's and it's it was crazy. Like the police would show up to our parties and shut the shit down. But I remember being in parties in the suburbs. They were like, hey, just turn the music down. Uh, the liquor that we see, pour that out. Mm-hmm. How about that? That's what it was. It was two different energies. And the fact that I've seen both of that, no, I don't let people 
tell me that what I've experienced and what I know to be true isn't true. It may mm-hmm. not be true everywhere, but I know it to be true, and no one's going to tell me any different. <laughs> I think, okay, I think the one time I, and this sounds bad, come from a white guy, the one time the cop was just the biggest dick, and I, I was like, why is he being a dick? Is I was in St. Louis and I dropped my buddy off and I passed his house on the road. He goes, That was my house. I go, shit. So we had to go down an oh, alley. Oh yeah. That and I looks dropped suspicious. him off behind his house, right? So he gets out and goes in his house. Cops lit me up from every direction. Foo, foo, foo. I was like, what the fuck? The whole they're they're I don't know if guns are out or not. I was so it was so bright, I couldn't see shit. All day we're on the speaker, uh hands out, had to drop the keys out. <laughs> Went through the hood, my hands on the hood. Oh, they thought you were the guy. Oh, I'm going like this. <laughs> they There's treated black you like you the guy. Yeah. Louis, right? <laughs> I got my hand on the hood, and there's like, can we search the car? I said, yeah, you know? And I literally, as they was about to search the car, I went to myself, and this guy goes, What's so funny? I was like, No, nah, you just, you don't think it's going to happen to you. It's just crazy. And he goes, Yeah, we'll see if you're still laughing after we search the car. I was like, This, it's a rental. And then. <laughs> Panic sits in because I was like, oh, fuck. I never did pop the truck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this car has been staked out. So nothing was nothing. I had White Castle in the back seat, right? So once they searched and nothing's in the car and well, I don't know what happened. They told me there's drug activity in that neighborhood and I circled. And I yeah, the circle, yeah. So they go, I go, hey, um, anybody going to order me some new White Castle because it's cold now. We're talking 30 minutes later. Guy goes, shouldn't be eating that shit anyways. <laughs> I was like this. This guy was a dick from jail. Even yeah. when they realize I'm really just in town. It's a rental. I did nothing wrong. He's still being a dick. But this is why I don't, when people say to comply, this is my anti-comply story. You always comply, but this is why I'm saying compliance is not cool. I got pulled over. Uh, these was in my poor days. Uh, said I didn't have adequate insurance on my car. They said they ran my tag. I didn't have didn't adequate have ins- insurance. What well, does that mean? What exactly does it mean? Means you don't have any. Okay, and, I'm about to say. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the two back wheels are covered. The front yeah, yeah. ones, no. You got rims, I try, you I tried to sneak that in. He gonna call me on my bullshit. <laughs> no, that means no insurance. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm sure until I get pulled over. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Right, right. <laughs> so they, I get pulled over. They was like, "Can I search the car?" Now, I, I'm never doing anything. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a criminal activity type guy. I don't like none of that shit really? around me. None. First of that. time I saw you, I thought I, listen, this guy. Country is... Wayne say I walk like a drug dealer. He yeah. like we was in the uh we be in the dark, like way away from each other. I could be a block away walking. Country Wayne be like, Ryan Davis. I was like, how the fuck you know it's me? Boy, you walk like a drug dealer. <laughs> they say that every single time. You like, do just be popping up in places. Yeah, I just be I'm popping like, are up. Are you dealing? Nah, Ryan, bro, I, I do. Remember I did the Savoy? I just I looked yeah. over your right there. I just came to see you. I go, I just came, I just I pulled up. Yeah, every yeah. almost every comedian that knows me has a story where I just popped up on yeah. them. I, I was just like, what are you do. doing here? I just want to see your show. I just want to see your show. That's how I, that's how I get down. I love comedy. So, like, I was like, can, you, can I search the car? I'm always thinking, ain't shit in there. Do the search. Right. But I never really think about what it's going to look like. 
Man, I had to put my hands on the car. He's frisking me. Everybody's coming out of like restaurants and stuff looking because it's a scene. You know what I mean? It's in an area that shit like this doesn't happen. Another cop car pulls up on top of it. So he's searching the car. Another cop is like standing there like he's watching over me. And I'm like, I'm not a criminal. But in this moment, they're making me feel like mm-hmm. I am. They're making me feel I didn't like the way I felt in that moment. And it made me go, I actually would have felt better if he said, can you search the car? And I would have said, fuck you. Right. And just put the cuffs on me and take me somewhere. Because I didn't, and we had an exchange of words. I'd rather have had the exchange of words with you than to sit there like in that vulnerable position while you're frisking me or whatever. You tearing through my stuff and everybody's looking like, because I don't think anybody looks at that, those situations and goes, oh, the police are just doing a check, or the police might be fucking with this person. They automatically assume, oh, the police isn't doing this for no reason. Yeah, that's what I assume. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm so, like this. Oh, that guy's So fucked. they are doing it for no reason, but I look like, to people, I look like this criminal, and they've made me feel like you know what I mean? I didn't like the way I felt. So since then, you like, feel less than. Yeah, that's the worst. I don't want to. Like yeah, people. I didn't want to say it that way, but you you get yeah. it. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you're going to make me feel like by complying, I'd rather not comply. <laughs> I'd rather mm-hmm. I'd rather give you a hard time. When I when I say, you know, how you doing, officer? Uh, what's the problem? That's me giving you, I'm giving it to you to not do this. Don't take it to a point to where you got to have me in this real fucked up vulnerable position to establish your dominance because that's what it started to feel like. I ain't like that. When I said you could search the car, search the goddamn car. Sucks when you feel less than. Yeah, man. I was a a Halloween um, party one time. I was dressed as Jason. And Somebody came through with a real Jason costume. No, it's worse. <laughs> Talk about feeling less than. I'm at a club and I'm dancing. And this girl walked up, lifted up my mask, and went, "Oh, put it down." Oh, I was like, this. like you were the real Jason. No, like I was disgusting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, was, I was like, did I just come out the lake? Uh, yeah. I'm in the bathroom. Like, if someone my face, I go, "Oh, I took it as I'm completely covered. I was dancing so good. She thought I was a brother. Yeah. And when I wasn't, I disappointed her. Uh, that's what it was." <laughs> There's a white girl too. I go, no chance. Anyway, bitch. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Someone want to ask you. We, we got sidetracked a little bit. Yeah. And I knew. Oh, I'm going back to. I wanted you on this week because I know you can articulate things that I can't. Mm-hmm. And I. It really. It bothers me that my own family, and not all, but I'm not going to call individuals out, but they are the. Blue Lives Matter, mm-hmm. Trump supporting, mm-hmm. with black people in their family, my kids and everything else. And so I did a video this week. I'm in Hawaii, right? I'm on vacation. My wife, I'm with my aunt. We're having a great time. And the capital ship pops off. And I'm turned on TV at 7 in the morning in Hawaii when it's popping off. I'm like, what is going on in D.C.? And I did a, I did a funny video. I found this. I'm walking through one of them stores, and there's Trump in a Hawaiian outfit. <laughs> I got it. It was like five bucks. And I did it just for the video, right? So I said, you know, 
they should have gave everybody participation trophies. The Trump supporters have yeah. And uh, I had fan members text me, and I had also people on social media say, I never comment um, or make fun of the when the Black Lives Matter movement or the the you know people loot and neighborhoods when police brutality happens i never say you know oh you guys are upset or when things like that happen they said but it's funny how you only speak up when it's they say i'm playing to my fan base so to speak uh and i don't know how to like respond i'm like this i just ignore it but i don't know how to respond i'm like this hmm. see this is this is my it, let's say you were pandering to your fan base it's your fucking fan base, but this is the point that that they don't that they miss. Uh, if you chose not to make a video or say something when somebody looted Macy's, but you decided to make a video when people barged into the fucking Capitol building in D.C. and started taking pictures on the desks of congressmen and congresswomen and mm -hmm. somebody got shot <laughs> somebody mm -hmm. got shot and police officers were injured and the FBI got involved and people have called this a terrorist attack and people have been put on the no-fly list and all of this. Yeah, that's the same shit. I don't know yeah. why you didn't say nothing, <laughs> Gary. Yeah. I don't know why you didn't. That's exactly the same well, shit. That was so simple. I should have thought of that. <laughs> I don't know why. I just ignored That's that. That's the same shit. That's just like breaking into Walmart. How could you overlook that, man? It's it's funny on social media too, where I'm I'm sitting here, and you got those people that'll come on my page, and you get it both sides. You get the black people that are so pro black, they really are anti everybody else. You're not you're yeah. not really pro black. You're, you're just anti everybody uh, yeah, else. Yeah, you, it's people. and then you got the white people that always say like, uh, it, you know. I'm just playing, they say, I'm just playing on my fan base. And I'm like this. I'm like, yeah, because they pay to see me. Yeah. And I do pay attention to those people that spend money on me. Yeah. And those people How? that said, you lost a follower, I lost your support. I said, did you really you, support? Did, you ever see me live? Uh, yeah. You ever spent a dime to see me? I so say that all the time. People be like, you're turning on people. I was like, have you ever seen me live? Then you're not who I'm talking to. Right. Yeah. You no, just but I like, will. You want me to entertain you for free. Mm -hmm. And that's what you like about me, that I give you free entertainment. But the people who contribute to me and my family being able to live a certain way, mm -hmm. they really fuck with me. And, and here's the thing. <laughs> I've had, and, and I'm sure you had it or you will have it. I've had people that have been to my live show and sent me a message and said, I didn't appreciate that joke. I'll have an interaction with that person because yeah. I want them to come back. Right. And I'll be like, all right, paid your money to see me. Um, whatever your expectation was, I didn't meet, or you didn't appreciate this joke. But I'm like, but how? I'll talk to them. I have like yeah. DMs or what right. private message on Facebook. I'll and usually it ends up being cordial. And I was like, I had one guy literally said, I said something he didn't agree with, and we had a nice little back and forth. Never got contentious ever, and it could have. I could have came back at him like, well, fuck you, don't know shit. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, what, what was it? And, wasn't here's what I was thinking. Da, da, da. And in the end, it was hey, it don't matter. G, you know, I'm always gonna support you. I'm always there when you come to whatever city right. it was. And I was like, this instead of losing ticket sales, I probably just gained a bunch, right? 
Cause I ain't agree with something, but he a cool guy. He fucked with me. We had the conversation. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to have that conversation. That's what I love about the people who support me, man. The people who do that, I ain't never really looked at them as supporter. I don't think I've ever lost a supporter ever. Really, not, not a, a real, real one. one. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really lost a supporter. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people who don't like some of the things that I said on this podcast. Whenever you air it, it's airing Thursday. Yeah, like. I'm going to send people over here to watch it and everything. It's going to be some people like, I don't know. There's some people who go on hate what I said because I said it sitting next to a white guy. If I said it sitting next to a black guy, they would have been like, all right, we'll take it. Yeah, no, but that's the people where you go, all right, are you pro-black or are you just anti-anything that's not black? So, because we're having a discussion. We're just having a conversation about these things. And you can disagree with me, but what does your disagreement have to do with your support of me? It's like, mm, I don't like the I don't I don't agree with his view on that. And then we can keep it moving. If you think that your relationships with people have to be solely based on y'all agreeing on everything, then you won't have a relationship with anybody. Exactly. And people get we're so we're in a day and age where people just want to be mad. Yes. They just want to be mad. That's in my set. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I stole it. I saw man, it. That was nah, in the back of the room. Nah, it's, <laughs> trust me. That's why I, I specifically word stuff in my set to where you can't steal it, Gary. You can't mm. say the shit that I said. <laughs> I've had. <laughs> well, we're just going to transition into stand-up finally. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm never one to just out and out accuse people of stealing. Dealing. I'm yeah. more like, uh, you know, our minds work alike. You know, there's going to be so many jokes on the Capitol yeah. in the next couple months. Yeah. So many jokes on COVID. Yep. You know, it's, I don't know if you, I'm sure you watch a lot of stand-up because there was a point where I did. I stopped years ago because I saw it. I saw like not jokes, but mannerisms, inflections. I just want to know my shit is mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have that issue because for me, um, I'm going to go, I like to take, like you said, I articulate things a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I don't worry about somebody being a, that's my gift. I'll, I'll never like, I'll never be as funny as Me? some other people. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but that's but that's true. Right. That's true in Me? a sense. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. That's true in became, a sense. I just became Timothy Hill. But there's but <laughs> but the way that I articulate things is my gift. So there's a certain joke, there's a certain point I can get to in a joke that other people aren't going to get to. And my ability to make people go, "Oh," and with their laugh is good enough for me. You know, where some people want to make people cry laughing and slap and fall over. I may never be able to do that. But what you will, you'll leave going, man, that he was hilarious. But the point of view that he had but that's on why this, I this said, or that. Somebody asked me, and you reposted it, who's my favorite, I don't know if it's my favorite, uh, quote, unquote, Instagram comic or yeah. YouTube comic, something along them lines. And I, I brought your name up because um, Chappelle kind of hit on it, like, I'm not gonna say I don't want. I used to say I don't watch any stand up. I watch a little. I can't watch an hour. Yeah, I can watch a bit. It's hard. I can't sit there for an hour and watch. Especially stand-up. when you've been doing it as long as you have. Yeah. That's hard to like do. Like Bo Jackson don't watch football. I'm yeah. sure he watches the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he ain't gonna sit down and watch a game every Sunday. That's how I am. But when like someone like Chappelle puts out a 20 minute 8:46. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. You know, he's it's but, interesting. But he's yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. There's sightings. Yeah. But uh, what got me like. 
with the last thing Chappelle did, and he said, uh, you know, eight, not, not the last, was it the last thing? Whatever he said when he goes, I got dick pussy jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like this. Basically, he was saying, that's easy. Yeah. The, who likes getting their dick sucked? Everybody. Yeah. Gay guys, straight guys, everybody's getting their dick sucked. There's not a man If you a got lot. a dick, you probably like getting your dick sucked. Maybe Caitlyn Jenner didn't. <laughs> and she had completely <laughs> It's a very small number. But that's I was what I'm like, saying. Everybody likes getting and their dick I don't sucked. Do, and I don't like doing those jokes. That's why I don't worry about anybody stepping on my shit. But my favorite, the reason I said your name is because when you was in Dallas... And I poked my head out to watch like a few minutes of your set, as comics do. So I'm watching the side of the stage, and what made me just laugh out loud when you go, you said something, and I don't want to tell a joke that you told, but it was a joke about being I'm Instagram model famous. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like this, fuck, that's exactly the level of fame you was at. Yeah. Like, I was like this, he's the guy that goes to a club like, oh, what's your name? Yeah. Where are you from? I was like this, it just hit home, like, to me... It said, okay, this guy knows where he's at, and he's going to get bigger. But right now in that moment in Dallas three years ago, you knew exactly where I'm you was so, at in your career. My comedy is so honest, bro. Yeah, I was like, this. he knows exactly where he's at. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Never. Nobody uh, has to worry about me. If ever a time somebody goes, man, Ryan is egotistical. Ryan's huge. Don't do this. I don't, listen, Ryan, I don't care who you are, how big you get. The line you never want to use, and I've never used it, is, you know who I am? Nah, I could never oh, do that. Oh, my God. I have, I to, have seen I that. I actually am the person telling other people that. When they go, hey, man, the way they, I was like, hey, brother, don't everybody know? don't know me. I've, I've, <laughs> everybody don't know me. I've yelled at my hanging. road manager before. Not yelled at him, but pulled him. I was like, don't do that to me. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Everybody don't know he'll, me. He'll literally be like this. You don't know who that is? I go, don't. Don't be that guy. Yeah. What Mm-mm. you do is you say... When you're trying to get in a place that you can't get in, which happens. No, I'm not talking about just night. I'm talking about restaurants Yeah. And shit. I'm like, dude, you pull him aside, you give him a couple credits, say he just wants to have a, yeah. a meal or he wants to get into the bar, and it, we're, we're going to spend some money. And then you pull him aside. I'm, I'm, hey, look, man. Wait a minute. Let me get a table. I'm going to spend a good bit of money. I'll even post. You on my social yeah. media that I was here. I have my guy that'll get talking. you more. That'll get. That, that's my guy T. Spriggs. Dude. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not this guy. I'm not the negotiation guy. Well, you make him feel stupid. Like you should know who he is. N- that's yeah. how you come at him. You're like this. You tell him like, yo, you don't. Know, you should. You should. You should, you should know. know. <laughs> so I think uh, the one, one my of homeboy most satisfying things. My homeboy Jay always goes. I have a client. Here. He does such and such here. It's gonna make me look bad. The client always sounds good. Looked. Yeah, always <laughs> yeah. sounds good. Yeah, he does. I remember he got us into a spot where they were like, "Yo, we have limited seating because of COVID." I have a client, man. This is this is a business meeting. It's a big deal. He's on this, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. He does this and that. This could be a really. This, I mean, this is, could be a six figure deal for me. I don't want to. Damn, blow you went it. six. Just I go seven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to lie. Uh, <laughs> this could be a really big you know what I'm, let me tell you there's a couple times <laughs> in your life and i'm sure you've got stories too where you're on the road and you just you got somebody and it feels so good when a guy's being a dick and they have to humble themselves yeah because i never assume people i i probably assume black people should know I me love but I, I love when it happens at the door someplace some doorman is being a dick. Oh, I got a great one. Oh. I was in Cleveland, a place called the Barley House. Right? Yeah. I was there 
four or five months earlier for Dwayne Wade's birthday party. So this is when Dwayne spent his three months on the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. So they, no, I'm sorry. It was Gabrielle's birthday party. Yeah. And I lived in Cincinnati. I just drove up, right? So it was only people there was the Cavaliers when LeBron was there. Uh, them, and they brought DJ Quick in, and that was it. It literally was 50 people, and they shut down the Barley House. So now the manager is like, yeah, I might not know who this comedian is, but this fucker it's knows somebody. LeBron. Yes, right. And LeBron knows him, yeah. more importantly. Yeah. You know? So when you're having drinks and cutting up with LeBron and JR and Dwayne and Gab, I'm in another stratosphere with this manager right yeah. now. Come back four or five minutes later, he told me, when you ever come, just let me know I got you, right? <laughs> we go to the door, the door guy's being extra dickish, yeah, right? And I'm not even going like, you know who I am. I literally go up there like, hey, can you get Matt? I can't remember the guy's name. Can yeah. you get Matt? He goes, nah, nah, I can't get him. I go, hey, no, he just told me uh, when I'm in town to, you know, just ask for him, you know, Gary Owen. You know, he knows my name. He goes, nah. He goes, you should call him. I said, I don't have his number. He goes, well, if he knew you and you knew him, you should have his number. And I'm like, so my my guy stays with me. Do you know Say M? Say Homora M? Mm-hmm. He's with me. I said, dude, somehow try to hook this up. Say, I don't want to be embarrassed over here. Say got Matt's number somehow. And I go, how'd you do that? He goes, I'm Asian. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what he said. Calls him. This manager comes out and goes, oh, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, come on in. He goes, you want a section? I go, no, we're going to look ridiculous having a section. We just want to sit at the end of the bar. And it was a mixed spot. So it was like people knew me. The black people, once they got wind I was in there, was going to come up. But uh, the white people was going to be clueless, right? Yeah. And so he just gave us a little section at the end of the bar, right? It was cool. It was perfect. Got to have drinks, look at people. He goes, I'm going to have a guy, um, you know, stand there in case nobody bothers you and stuff. I said, I'd like him. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy that was at the door got relieved and had to sit and now watch me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same guy goes, well, you should have your number. I go, I would like him. Yeah. And so he got relieved off the door, which means he can't holler at chicks. Yeah. And he was that guy. Yeah. He was that guy. I was like this. I'm fine if you're a dick to everybody. Don't be a dick to me, but then you're laughing and cutting up with this crew. Yeah. I'm like this. Man, my favorite thing to do is not break eye contact whenever the manager comes back and goes, oh, my God, Ryan, I'm sorry. I'll be looking at the bouncer like this the whole time. <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it. He know not what he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you come Samuel L. Jackson, Bible verses and shit. He know not what he does. Mm. But not most of the time it's cool, but every now and then you'll get the... And I'm at, I'm at a weird level. Like, I'm on are, the road. Bro. I'm damn near A-list with black people. Yeah. Black White shit? Holy fuck. And I'm different, bro. I'm different. Like... I, Cause my my uh, my shit is balanced, so it's it's more black now because of the climate. You know, I I, I got to get my white fans to stop hitting me up and saying, "Am I gonna be the only white people there?" Why does that bother you? Exactly. <laughs> Why? Exactly. Come to the fucking show. But some of them get worried that they're gonna be the only white person there, and I, I think know, they and get, here's the thing. they think they're gonna get picked on. But uh, but here's the thing. Oh, you're talking about a little comic club. I'm thinking it's yeah. more just scared of black people, but that so probably that might be to do it with too. It. Yeah, that might be it too. But but when they when shit like that happens, watch how those white people have the best time. Best time. Yeah. When you're around just 
people laughing and cutting up, you'll leave there with a whole and black new people laugh, boy. No, <laughs> don't break the COVID. <laughs> yeah, don't hit you, motherfucker. You hit that shit. So, so nah, he ain't man. lying. He yeah. ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah. my I'm, favorite thing with black people. I in the audience, always stop. I always stop whenever, and it's always a black woman go. He's stupid. He's stupid. Uh, yeah, I always go. Thank you, man. I my, appreciate. Mine that. is this. How's he know? Yo, how's he know? <laughs> I'll say to you, like, how he know that? Yo. How's he know? Now I, should, I don't get as much, but early on, uh, yeah. like, how's he know that? How's he so accurate? Yo, I'm going to tell you, dog. One of your specials is the one you did in Vegas. I was laughing so hard. Yo, when you was like, when you like, brothers pray over Eminem's. Oh, yeah. And everything. Bro, I was screaming. I pray over it. Everything. Do you? Yeah, what? I'm from the South. I so. didn't see here's the thing. I didn't know I never seen black people pray like that until I joined the military. Oh uh, I remember I was in boot camp. Nobody prays like that in boot camp. Plus, you're so tired, you're just eating. When I got to my first actual duty station, and it threw me because I was like, What? I'm ready to eat. And then these brothers were just it wasn't just a prayer, it was a it's it was a, a real production. One. Yeah, it's this a real one brother one. was like And like, I think he even did this. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck was that? I'm looking around and I'm just, I'm so lost. What well, the funny shit is, is this. The prayer happens, they're eating, and five minutes after the prayer, yo, the hoes last night, dog. Yeah. I'm like this. What? What was that? Yeah. It's <laughs> called duality. Talking? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yo, last night at the club, the hoes. I was like this. No, yeah. just prayed. But the part where Those you were saying, steak. we pray. Listen. And I prayed when you was like praying for the air conditioning and everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's such my prayer. I pray about everything. I'm about to eat, but I'm about to thank God for every little thing that I enjoy about my life before we even get to the food, dog. And it can be Eminem's. He's like, in the movie theater. <laughs> yes, in the movie theater. We even say shit like this. It'd be Eminem. We'll pray over McDonald's or Eminem's and be like, may this food bring nourishment to my body. It's going to kill you. It's going to kill, kill you. <laughs> in fact, it's killing you now. You're praying over poison. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I can't help it. I can't help it. It's it makes a, no sense. It makes no sense. And when you were talking about, man, I was just, I was like, oh my God, thank God for this dude, man. Because it's just. I think the funniest prayer I ever heard, my stepdad, who I vocally said is crazy. Yeah. He's, he's just, we were talking about police brutality and, and you know, but also what nobody takes it. We try to justify all these crimes and upbringing. Some of them are just fucking crazy. Yeah. And you can't control crazy. No. That's my stepdad. I don't care about his upbringing. I'm sure it was hard. Mm. I don't care. Fucker's just crazy. <laughs> He's irrational. I grew up with this shit. Doesn't make the shit he did made no. Let me tell you a story about him real quick. This is tell you how crazy this dude is. Every Saturday morning, you watch cartoons as a kid. Yeah. He would come in and just Turn the channel to Johnny Wise Mother Wise Muller Tarzan. The black and white. Oh, oh yeah. He would just turn it in the middle of a fucking cartoon. I'm like, back then, we didn't have channels. I didn't have, there was no Nickelodeon. Yeah. He had Saruman cartoon. I was like, so I remember I was like 10, right? Kind of getting out of the cartoon stage, but not quite. I got a little, we just got a new color TV. So I got the little black and white one in my room now. So now you even know what colors the cartoons are now. Man, game changer. Game changer. So I'm like this. (laughs) 
So I got the, they got a little color TV in their room, my mom and stepdad. We're in a trailer. We got the big, which is probably 30-inch TV in the living room. Yeah. I got the little black and white one, which was like amazing. It was like a new car. Yeah. I go in my room. He turns a channel on the movie, watch TV. I go in my room, and I'm watching TV, and he comes in my room and doesn't say a word, rips the TV out the wall, and throws it out the front door. Now it's in the driveway. And I'm so now I'm watching the wall. I'm going like this. What the fuck was that? Right? And doesn't say a word. Just comes in, rips it out, throws it in the driveway. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? I'm st- I don't know what to do. So I'm watching the wall. Come to find out later, spoiled motherfucker. Some man on TV, he don't watch in the living room, so he goes to his room and watch TV. I'm like, you change a fucking channel. I was watching something. <laughs> But I'm the spoiled motherfucker. You're so entitled, Gary. Right. I'm like with this. your two TV life. Right. So you got it good. And like, I'll never get the TV. Just hit. Because I had a little slit in my half bath in my room that I could see the driveway. I just remember the TV just hit and didn't really, it just went. <laughs> it didn't move or bow. Like it just landed on the the screen part, just dark. And then I went like this. Well, TV's broke. There went the TV. But I didn't. Make, that's how irrational he was. The guy sucker punched my real dad at my wedding. Just went up and went bam. Right, hit him. And he gets at your in. wedding. At the wedding. That's how, dude. I got stories of this fucker on days, which went up to my real dad. Bam, sucker punched him. So, anyways. He got he got to go. So yeah. now he's out the wedding, right? And then so now, six seven months later, forgive him again for his all his rational behavior. He finds Jesus. He found Jesus for about a month. We're having Thanksgiving. He wants to pray. Now this guy wants to pray, right? So I'm sorry. This is how I know you're a comedian. You set this up so perfectly. I'm at a, I'm on the edge of my seat for this prayer. Uh, I'm on the I'm edge. I'm gonna give you the prayer. <laughs> In real time. It was it was the longest pause. So don't think I'm forgetting the prayer. Okay. I'm trying to give it to you how it came to me. And we're sitting there. I'm looking at my sister and everything. I was like, we've never went to church a day in our lives. We've never prayed over food a day in our He's about to get the fucking prayer? So you you what you pray, you you thank the people in getting there safely. You yeah, think, we in it. This is his prayer. I've already cried. I'm sorry. Got our head. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for this. Uh, thank you for giving us your your word. And showing us the way. Thank you for the troops that provide us with the blanket of freedom. We're able to enjoy this food. <laughs> Thank you for the troops. Amen. Man, no <laughs> way. No. It was. He never got to the food. It just, that was a prayer. Oh, yeah. Like he got tongue tied and got stuck. And I'm giving you the cliff notes. The pause was so fucking long. Oh and my. And literally, I, I looked up and I went. He never thanked anybody's safety. <laughs> thank you for everybody being here. We're healthy. Thank you for the. Thank you for giving us your word. Show us the way. And thank you for the truth. The blanket of freedom about killed me. The blanket of freedom. Provide us with the blanket of freedom. Yo. I was 
gone. He bro. saw a bald eagle that day. And he yo. was like, yo. <laughs> I never knew I'm my inspired. sister. I'm inspired to do the prayer. <laughs> we still talk about that prayer to this day. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck? What kind of prayer was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my dad never pretended. We never, he never did that. Never we, like gave a prayer? Never, ever. He was like, that's not his shit. Not doing not it. Not my shit. <laughs> yeah, not doing Me neither. It. Yeah, not his shit. Not doing it. Oh. Yo, I, my mom, I understand when you was like the forgiving over and over again. Me and my mom don't have a good relationship or whatever. I, I haven't talked to my mom in years. I'm going to come What year? Huh? How, how long? It's been about three years. Damn, we got. To, you think our moms are talking? I haven't talked to my mom in like four. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I Wait, you got other brothers and sisters? Yeah, I'm one of eight. They talk to them. Yep. They talk to your mom. Yep. So all the time. when you talk, you, to they, your, her and my sister live together. And you talk to your sister. Yep. But not your mom. Yep. How's that dynamic work? Huh? Do you ask about her? Does she ever ask about you? I don't. I don't ask about her, and I don't ask if she asks about me. Do you mind sharing why? Um, my mom. Uh, yeah, without, you know, messing up my material or nothing like that. Uh, my mom and my dad had a toxic ass marriage or whatever. Is everybody full? All your brothers and sisters from this mom and dad? Or uh, six of eight. Okay. Six of eight of, of from my mom. Okay. So, um, my mom, her whole life, she has been a wife and a mother. Whole life. Mm-hmm. Like she got married at 14. Jesus. Yeah. So her whole life, she's been a wife. She's just supposed to be getting fingered. Listen, (laughs) this is on her second child. (laughs) It's not funny, but (laughs) it is is what it is. You're supposed to be finger banging. Yeah. Nah. She was. She was a whole wife at fourteen. This is all in North Carolina, right? North Carolina. Yeah. So, you know, her whole life, she was a, a a wife and a mother, and then we all got. Older, we all grew up and got to the point where we, you know, didn't need her for that anymore. And I think she just didn't have an identity outside of being a wife and a mom. Her and my dad split, so she's no longer a wife. The kids don't need her for anything, so she doesn't have a, that. Uh, she can't be fulfilled as far as being needed as a mom. And she would just lash out instead of like, Instead of uh, figuring out who she was as a person or what. Because this is the thing. When you're 40, you're not old. It's all state of mind. Yeah. Like, she was married 30 years but was only 44. Yeah. You see what and I'm saying? And all her kids are now out of the house. Yeah. Kids are like 30, yeah. 22, yeah. 30, 25. Yeah. They don't, they're, not, they're out of the house. They're not coming back. So, and I think... Um, she thinks about, you know, her life that she missed out on and she sees us living our life and there could be some jealousy there. And it's just a whole bunch of shit she hadn't dealt with mentally or whatever. And she takes it out on uh, me a lot. And my thing was, I'm a father now. I have children to protect. You know what I mean? I got people I got to provide for or whatever. And I got to be in a better state of mind. I can't be somebody's punching bag at this point in my life. I just can't. So she said some stuff about me and the mother of my children to a point where I was just like, I don't I don't need this and they don't need this and I'm not gonna bring my children around this and you're not gonna disrespect their mom. Do you have any and, would you say all this happened 
after you was an adult, or do you do you suffer? Is there any childhood trauma that creeps up? She she always treated me fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else started to get it once. The other eight, the yeah, other seven. The other, yeah, everybody else started to get it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I don't know what it was about me that made her. Like, I, man, I almost felt like my mom didn't love me. Like, there's a part of me that goes, she had to, right? She had to. At some point. She, yeah, she took care of me. You know what I mean? She, mm-hmm. she didn't kill me. She, you know what yeah. I mean? She did, but I don't, I, I can't tell you a bunch of kind things she's ever said to me. And that's something. Not, she should date my stepdad. Not some I love you. That's why what made me bring it up. When you talked about your stepdad, I was like, I know somebody just like that. I, I'm the same way. I don't <laughs> I know ever somebody remember just like that. my stepdad and your mom. I bet you, because my stepdad's thing was always, you, you ain't got a rough. You don't know what rough is. And I have no doubt he had a rougher childhood than me. Yeah. And mine was rough. Yeah. But I know, his, I, I've heard stories. I know his was rougher. So I, there's, Gotta be something I couldn't in your get mom's a, past. I that, couldn't get a congratulations for nothing. Mm-hmm. I'd get a raise at my job. And I'd be like, Ma, I got a raise. She's like, man, ain't no real money. Hey, mother. Has she ever been to a show? I got oh man. She's never been to a show? I hate the God, I hate the Gary, why are you doing this to me, man? I don't never I don't never put this type of information out, man. I mean, you, you don't have to, no, but I, it's, you know what? But you know what's good? You know what? Because this is yeah, this is we both you understand, exactly. and so that's why this is the only reason why this is coming up. So, my mom has come to shows, but my mom would only come to shows that a large group of family was going to, because I think she was more worried that they would ask why she's not here supporting me. Mm-hmm. But if they weren't going to show up, she didn't feel the need to show up. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't even tell me the first time. My mom ever told me in my life, I think, that she was proud of me. I was 26 years old, and I sold out my first show that I had put together in Concord, North Carolina. And I think by that time, I didn't need nobody to be proud of me. Mm-hmm. Did it hit, though? Did it hit, like... It hit me. It was almost offensive to me, because there's been times in my life I was a straight-A student at points in my life. I never got in trouble. I always was, you know, on the straight and narrow... I wasn't a kid that stayed in the house and lived at home forever. As a teenager, I, as soon as I was like 18, 19, I moved out, got my own. I, you know, I went to college for a little bit, and I was. I'm not a bad. I wasn't a bad kid, mm-hmm. and you know, I've had siblings that did worse that they didn't treat like that, yeah. and I just couldn't understand what it was about me. Sometimes it's also. Um and I'm not justifying your mom. No, nah, there's nothing. But but sometimes I think I know she got a, she was married at 14. She has her own shit going on. But you you know also I mean? you as a as a parent, I think you uh, you got those kids, especially when you got eight. Um, and if I don't know if she got raising six or she's raising eight, I don't know six. So she's raising six. I think there's the ones that are at one point it was seven. One get, of them moved back into the crib with us, but six most of the time. Okay. So you got you got some kids that um, are falling behind in life, so to speak, and I think as a parent you you tend to direct your energy towards them, and then you're like, well, Ryan's good. 
That's he what my dad know. said. But he my good. dad, I didn't get along with my dad. My dad ended up apologizing to me and sat me down. He was like, I always was like, Ryan's good. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, but that you still got to hear it, man. Yeah. You got to hear like, it from the I parents. Remi- I was 23 years old. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. He called me in his room. I came over to visit. He called me in his room. And he was just like, I would I remember crying because mm-hmm. my dad is not this affectionate dude either. Yeah. So I didn't get a lot of when people be like Ryan's really hard, man. I ain't get a whole bunch of hugs, so I'm no I don't understand like yeah. sensitive people. When people right. are really sensitive, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> but my dad in that moment, I remember crying because it was just he was like, I'm proud of you. I, I see what you're... I wasn't even doing comedy at the time, so it wasn't that... I, he's like, I'm proud of the man you became. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't worried about you. I always thought he was like... And there were some times there what He was like, you were smart. You were always really smart. And that wasn't my thing, so there might have been some, like, jealousy there or whatever, but mm-hmm. I love you to death, and I'm, I'm proud of the man you became, and, you know, I, I didn't worry about you. Yeah. I all... That's... But... It probably caused me not to help you as much as I helped the others, and it wasn't right. He yeah. apologized, and, and it made me realize, all right, it, he saw me. Yeah. That's all I wanted. It was like, all right, I wasn't tripping yeah. of what I thought, how I was being treated. Yeah. I wasn't tripping. Mm-hmm. This Christmas, my dad called me and was like, yo, you going to make amends with your mom? I was like, bro, she just got to apologize. That's all she got to do. Mm-hmm. It would mean the world to me if my mother would just apologize. They don't, some people, they don't, that's all you're looking because, especially, I don't care how old you get. Yeah. You still want your parents' approval. Yeah. I still I love this day. woman to death. All you got to do is apologize for your shit. Would she, would she be open to going to therapy with you? We we oh we mentioned therapy years ago. Really? She's like, "What you trying to say? Something wrong with me?" I was like, "Fuck it, this is not going to be in the therapist office." Yo, no, like whatever. Because our kids, uh, all of our kids, all of us, we be like, "Bah, you wildin'!" Like you got to. I talked to the guy Chris. You know, I don't know if you know Chris Heron is. Um, (laughs) used to play for the Celtics. They did a thirty for thirty on him. Okay. On uh, ESPN, it called Unguarded. It's really good. He ended up being like a. Huge heroin addict. He was getting heroin like in the back of the Boston Garden right before tip off. His dealer would come Jesus. and he had to get it. And he went like he went to Fresno State and Tarkanian. He went to Boston College, got hooked on drugs, and then went to Fresno State. Ended up going to the league. Was a McDonald's All American. Anyways, I was I, he came on my reality show. I had my reality show, and uh, we met after my brother passed away uh, at a function in D.C. And we was talking. And we, I was telling him issues with my folks and everything like that. And he was like, uh, he goes, here's the thing about when you're arguing with a, especially a parent and you're having issues. He goes, you need a therapist in the middle because, Ryan, you're going to go to your mom with this ace. Yeah. And your mom's going to It's like you're playing cards and everybody's got aces. And mom's yeah. like, well, you did this, Ryan. Well, you did this, Mom. <laughs> you did this, Ryan. Well, you did this, yeah. Mom. He goes, and nobody's addressing... The and card everybody, that you was automatically put down. get defensive. Yeah. I've, I, I've, I had an issue recently with my real dad. Just this morning on the way to the airport, we had a long conversation. Because I, I get in my feelings, and I'll just text him. Like I texted him like we were in Hawaii. We had a little disagreement. And I kept texting him, dude, I'm just hurt. I'm not attacking you. I'm hurt. And when I get hurt, when I get disappointed with him, 
all my childhood trauma comes up. Yeah. All that sense of abandonment, and it all comes up. And I was like, I'm just, I always would text him, I'm just hurt right now, I'm hurt. And he's, I don't know what the deal is with him sometimes, but he won't pick up the phone just to call me. I said, if I'm trying to be like, if my kids say I'm hurt, I just pick up the phone and be like, sorry, you're hurting. What, yeah. you know, everything else, we'll figure it out. I tell you. But when you <clears throat> kids say you're hurt, you just got to pick up the phone. I don't care how old they are. Yeah. That's my kids, if they do that, I'm like, what's going on? I'm sorry you're hurting. What do we got to do here? But he, we're, not, we're not at that point yet. And he gets really defensive. And he's one of the people, he's not really listening to what I'm saying. He's just on the attack. He's like, you know, he all of a sudden, he's the victim here. He's I like, tried to have the talk with my mom one time. She was like, oh, so I was just a terrible mom. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's, yeah. it's, it's, my dad always says, oh, I'm just a piece of shit. I go, I never called you that. I never said, I can't have this conversation with you because you're not even going to be realistic about what we're talking about. And I'm, and I'm, but that's that, why I want to, I want to go to therapy with my dad. But I'm like, seeing we still got that, issues. I'm a real, I'm an effective communicator. I think partly because so much dysfunction was around me that I don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? So, like you said, everybody comes with their trump cards, with mm -hmm. their aces. When somebody lays, I always go, let's address this and all of this before we move mm -hmm. to the next thing. I've, and and let's get to an understanding. Then hey, it, I think too many people have to get out of the idea of right and wrong and just get to an understanding. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what it is. Whether it's right or wrong or indifferent, whatever, this is what happened. Can we agree that this is what happened? Maybe we can discuss why this is it, mm -hmm. and we can make sure this doesn't happen again, and then now we can move forward. Mm -hmm. But we ain't got to figure out who fault it is. Somebody That's doesn't have to we be always made trying to be fault. Yeah. That, that is a huge issue when you're saying... This bothered me and this hurt me. And other person goes, well, you know, all of a sudden they're going nuts on you. You're like, yeah. I'm trying to talk this out. And I'm not even saying I'm right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, the, the thing with me and my dad, I was like, I'm not, I'm saying I'm hurt. This is why I'm hurt. Uh, and, it, you know, you just get defensive. And yeah. you're like this. I, I might be wrong here. Yeah. I could be. And I'm open to if I am wrong. I'm, I'm trying to listen. But... You know, when you're dealing with trauma, that sounds like your mom, she got something she got to oh, she deal got a, with. But, but listen, I already know she's dealt with a lot of trauma in her life. And that's why. And then when I became a parent myself, that's why it was so easy to forgive a lot of stuff because you go, oh, okay, this shit was difficult for me. I could only imagine what it was for her mm -hmm. and this and that. But then I get to a point where I'm like, you can't just treat people badly. Yeah. You can't just, and I can't keep forgiving you treating me. I, man, she's, she said some stuff where I'm just like, you shouldn't even talk to your son this way. Right. If somebody, if somebody you care about, you shouldn't even say something like this to them. Mm -hmm. I remember the day, the last straw, she, she texted me something. I screenshot it. I took it to my siblings group chat. And I was like, if you're wondering why I'm never speaking to your mother again, this is it. So there's no need, you know, if you talk to her and she says she didn't say no shit like that, here's the proof, here's how I reacted, and I've blocked her on everything. I've blocked her on every social media, I've blocked her phone number, I've, whatever. I don't want to hear, don't tell me about her, whatever. There's nothing to even, don't bring her up. If you bring her up, 
then that means that you want to have an issue with me too. Because mm. there's we can have plenty of conversations without talking about her. But my dad, even though he him they're not together or nothing, he still tries to get me to talk to her. But his problem, this is where he always loses with me. He goes, Man, you know how she is. And mm. I'm like, that's not an excuse. I'm not yeah. accepting that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Get better. Be better. Yeah. Be better than that. Yeah. Nah, I'm not. It's accepting. like we both learned how to. It's funny how you bring up your kids because I kind of learned how to be a parent with the help of my wife. She was tremendously helpful. Oh, the mother of my children is phenomenal. I know you're watching this, Lay. That's for you. Yeah. But it, I mean, my <laughs> wife too. Like she's helped me out tremendously as a parent. But it's also I saw what not to do. Yeah. So I was like, um, and I remember as a kid going, I'm not, I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna be that. And guy. And I almost, I almost did. Like my, uh, my stepson. I don't call him step. He's my son. But yeah. Uh, when we first got together, he had a t-ball game, and I didn't go because the, because Duke was playing Connecticut in the NCAA finals. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's NCAA finals. This is Man, a t-ball we game. Lost that one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I said, I'm not going that. And then. They came back from the t-ball game, and I remember my wife pulled me in the room. She goes, you know you messed up, right? I go, what do you mean? She goes, all the stories you tell me about your stepdad and your real dad. He goes, and you didn't go to his game? And I went, oh, fuck. I'll tell you this. I never missed another game. Listen. And if I'm in town, my kids knew if I was in town, uh, you know, with stand-up, you miss shit. But if I was in town, if I had the ability to fly home and then fly back out, for yeah. the show tonight, I did it. Because there's yeah. no way they was going to be like, only way I missed, I was working. That's yeah. the only way I missed shit. My daughter, my daughter taught me this lesson. My daughter, it was um, last year. COVID was uh, running rampant or whatever. I got a hotel off somewhere, and we spent like the week as a family together, right? And it was time to leave the hotel. It's time to go. Here's what it is. My daughter, it was Mother's Day. It's time to leave. My daughter's like, I, I made up a dance or something I want to do for mommy. I was like, it's time for checkout. Like, why didn't you, you had all week. We, we're out of here. <laughs> you had all week. <laughs> you had all week. We're out of here. You know, she's five. Been rehearsing. She's all six. At the, she's six now, but at the time she was five. When I tell you from Mother's Day up until recently, <laughs> she has been unforgiven and didn't fuck with her dad at How all. Old? How old is she now? Six. <laughs> Oh, she's just a year? Yeah, she just did. She's wasn't fucking with me. And her mom had to have a talk with her. It was like, why? She was like, nah, I wanted to do my dance. He was like, nah. He he wasn't he wasn't there when I wanted to for the things that's important to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, Jesus, really? So girls are like that. Yeah. So now, oh, Addison, whatever. Yeah. Biggest cheerleader. When Addison want to do anything, Dude, I'm, how the hell are our there. kids the same? Yeah, <laughs> my daughter would have acted the same way if I did that shit. Really? My, it's so funny you talk about <laughs> making sense. My stepdad and my mom watched my kids one time without us, right? And my my wife was like, I don't know about this, and I was still in denial of how crazy my stepdad was. Yeah. Even after the fight at the wedding, I'm still in denial. Forgave him. Uh. And they got my sister had a baby, so now they got the golden child. They got the pure white yeah. son, yeah. <laughs> the grandkid. Because my kids are mixed, yeah. diluted. They got the pure white one. So 
I'm not gonna say anything, but my sister's kid is the golden child, right? Yeah. Uh, my kids are, it's, they're loud. They're like five and six. They're just being loud like the kids in the middle of the day. My stepdad came out and just started yelling like crazy, right? My mom comes, she goes, before you find out, I'm gonna let you know, your stepdad yelled at him today because they were being too loud. I said, he did what? So I called him, I said, yo, you're not around them enough to yell at them. Yeah. Um, I said, and you don't have a normal yell. I know that yell. It's scary. Yeah. It's traumatic, right? Yeah. And they came at me, well, if you don't, you don't want to bring them around, that's fine. We ain't got to watch them. And then I go, perfect. Perfect. Hey, we got to watch them again. Thank you so much. We're out. Uh, uh, my <laughs> daughter, we're, my daughter, we go to church. When I said it, we never went, we went to church growing up. Now we took our kids to church sometimes. And they go, my wife literally goes, okay, we got to pray for some people. Let's pray for your stepdad. We're for your grandpa. She goes, why pray for him? I'm the one that got yelled at. Uh, you need to pray for me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this is like at six. She goes, why well, pray for him? I'm the oh one that got yelled at. I need prayer. I'm meet, dealing with stuff, mom. I got to meet your daughter because I got to find out what my Addie is going to be like when she get older. Oh, she's no joke. Yo, oh Yo, my she, God. My daughter gets it. Oh, She gets life. Yeah. She's smarter than, that's why. I talk to you when I ask you questions. Dude, we had a long discussion last night, me and her, just about my life, my relationship with my dad and Did everything. Did she get along with kids good in the yeah, beginning? Yeah, she babysits kids in the neighborhood. No, I'm talking about when she was young. Can she get along with kids her yeah, age? Yeah, and she's the most Addison supportive. Was, Addison was having issues because I think we talked to her like an adult way too much. And then she started like kindergarten and fifth graders and fourth graders was hanging around her because she, she talked more like them mm -hmm. than she did kids her age. And I was always worried that... Well, you heard the joke, right? Well, about my daughter talking about slavery in the backseat of the car? <laughs> Where'd it go? No, it's true. It's not a joke. This is the conversation. I did it in one of my specials where I was driving. You got to remember, you got like six of them, so you got to be more specific. <laughs> Six what? Specials. Oh, sorry about that. Now I got 13, but who's counting? See, that's so, what I'm saying. You got a lot. Which, so you got this go. one. Uh, so in this one, I'm literally um, I'm driving. She's got this girl in the back seat, and they had to be like nine, nine or ten. And uh, the girl goes, hey, do you believe in God? And my daughter goes, yeah, why? She goes, well, I saw this guy on TV, and he said there's no such thing as God. My daughter went, I know there's a God, because when we were slaves, God was all we had. And oh I'm going, my God. I looked in the back like, what the what? fuck? What kind of and kid And she looked at me like, am I lying, Dad? I go, you need to have this discussion with your mother son. I'm out. When she said we were slaves, God was all we had. How old was she when she said Nine. Nine? That's so, oh my God. And was dead, looked at the girl like this. And the girl like sat there and went, that makes sense. That's so deep for a nine-year-old to put on you. It's, that's real. When I that's say real. that's real, and she's she knows all politics in and out. She goes, yeah. you know, I like Kamala Harris, but there's some things I don't like about. I don't like some of her stances on things. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, nah, man, <laughs> smart man, Addy, Addy, smart. I, this is so funny, Ryan, my son. Nothing like his sister whatsoever. I don't know if he is even, he named after Ryan Reynolds. Uh, no. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest. So whenever, like, I'm not sure he even knows what's going on half the time. <laughs> That's how my son is. Word? Yo, my other, well, I got, I got the older son, my stepson. He's already out of the house. But my son, 
I said, I don't think he knows there's a Black Lives Matter movement or nothing. I don't think my son knows what's going on. He knows there's COVID because he don't leave the house. But I tell you this, that dude, like my daughter gives me hell. It makes it hard Mm. on me. No matter what I do, I'm super bad in his eyes. Mm. He, How old is he? A three. After oh, I get, yeah, after he gets in trouble, I can chastise. And he's he's way more sensitive than she is. Hmm. So he, like, I chastise him for something. He was, and then three minutes later, yeah, it's dad. Yeah. It's all <laughs> you're the greatest. Can I lay with you? Can I be in? Like. Uh. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm like the I can do no wrong. Even whenever I discipline him, he he just like that's just dad. That's what he got to do. Yeah. So on me, <laughs> you that's know. Funny. But my daughter, she gets in trouble. Why did the world have to come down on me? Why is all you everything like one time she uh ordered? That's the thing. Everything is one touch ordering now, like Amazon and mm-hmm. shit. So she ordered, like, Spongebob. Love Spongebob. She ordered a Spongebob movie, right? Rented it. Immediately, I get an email. As soon as you hit purchase, the email comes to my yeah. phone. i like, Addie, come here. She came here. She's like, what? I was like, why did you order Spongebob? I didn't order Spongebob. Okay, Addison. <laughs> um, whenever you order it, come straight to my phone. You see this email right here? Mm-hmm. This means... That you ordered. I don't mind that you do it. You can watch whatever you want to watch as long as you have a conversation with me first. And then, you know, then I'll tell you to order it. But there's no way you're going to ever be able to order something without me getting a notification. Mm-hmm. She's like, I might have rented it. Still in denial? Uh, yeah, she was in denial still for the longest. And she was like, Mom had rented it before me. I was like, yeah, but the rent, and her mom did. And I, I was like, well, let's have a conversation with your mom. She was like, that's not necessary. That's we not necessary. Say, that's not necessary. And then eventually she got to, okay, I hit rent. It said on rent. Yeah, on yeah. accident. I was like, right. uh, I was like, well, this is gonna be hard. This is yeah. I already know this is gonna it's gonna be it's a different age, man. Yeah. My son ordered swords one time. I was more shocked. They were real fucking swords. Oh, yeah. Like you could kill somebody. And he literally, I came over. He's like, Dad, something came in the mail. I don't know what it is. And I go, What do you mean? And I go, It's a sword. He goes, Oh my god! Like he was like, Swords? That's crazy. I was like, Motherfucker, you know you ordered swords. To this day, I don't know how he ordered them. Yeah. I, when I. Okay, so my son graduated high school this year. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. But the way he came at me. Oh, my God. Yo, I love kids, man. Here's his funny. Yo. He's got his, I I swear to God, my son's like Walter White. Yeah. From Breaking Bad. I'm like, dude, he'll order food. And I'll I'll get on my wife like, stop ordering him food. He ain't ever going to leave the house. She goes, I didn't order that. He ordered, fucker's got a PayPal account. I don't know how much is in it. Yeah. Because you know what he's doing? He's teaching other kids how to play video games. Yeah. And at one point, he said, he told my wife, he goes, hey, uh, hey, mom, you might not, you mind knocking before you come to my room? Because I got clients. Yeah. And I don't want you just barging in. I go, clients? Yeah. He's literally teaching other kids how to do shit. He's a hustler. He can sweet talk shit. You know what's going to happen? He's going to be at like some coffee shop and some CEO of Google's going to walk in and just start bullshitting with him. Be like, hey, why don't you come by? Remember Big? <laughs> With yeah. Tom Hanks, yeah, that's what the fuck's gonna happen to that guy. It's yeah. gonna be sitting there. Everybody's gonna be like, "How the hell did this guy get the CEO position?" Oh, man. I'm telling you, I know it. He's gonna be like this. I, I hope Ryan got some of that hustle in him. I don't know what's going on with this kid. He's three. three. Won't you slow down, three. bro? Because he's three. I'm, slow down. I'm impatient. Is he potty trained? <laughs> 
He's still shitting himself? Man, Ryan is like, I'm a baby, son. Right, start with that <laughs> and then start your nah, <laughs> You don't understand. Like, I feel like even when he, like, is potty trained, he's going to be like, hey, my guy. I had another accident. I had an accident. Well, he's getting prepared for hospice. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just not, but... um. Oh, all my kids. I never, I didn't, I didn't ever rush. I didn't rush neither one of my kids into potty training like that. It's mm-hmm. just not a, it's not, they're, because I know they're going to, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. something that's going to happen. I'm not in a rush, but he, he's pretty good. He's learning and his sister's mm-hmm. good. So not really, but um, all right. I ask my guests all, I ask all my guests this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, studio comes to you, Ryan Davis. It's your movie, man. Who do you want to be the co-star? <sighs> Sheesh, we talking about movie right now. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Agent calls. Ryan, we got this movie. Who do you want to be the co-star? Is it a comedy? Whatever you want it to be. All right. It's a musical. Uh, Just kidding. <laughs> I say... Hmm... Give for my first this movie. I can get anybody I want to get. That's a good one. Um, uh, let it be. Let it be me. I'll take Michael B. Jordan. Hmm, in I don't a, think anybody sent him yet. In a comedy buddy cop film. So he's the straight guy, huh? He's the straight guy, clearly. He's gonna bounce off you then. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. So I don't think anybody's ever said Michael B. Jordan. That's interesting. Because this is the thing, right? Because you go, you go have to have the guy shirtless running. You know what I mean? Superhero. But I think I would do it in such a way that where he would have. I think I would play like the ladies, the cop that's the ladies' man or whatever. And he's the the guy who doesn't get women. Don't have, game. Get don't have game. He's the clumsy cop. Even mm-hmm. though he looks shredded and yeah. all that, he's the clumsy guy. He's not. I'm the action star. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> plays that pretty good that way. Yeah. I'm like, Ryan, you're fucking a beautiful man ripped. And sometimes he, some of his roles, I'm like, why are you you're playing the goofball? Here. He can play the goofball. So I, I think people, it would be interesting. I think it would be extra funny to see uh, Michael B. Jordan that way. And mm-hmm. I think it would be extra funny to see me in the other way. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's looking at this fat guy like he's the athletic, you know, take everybody down. Yeah. Cop ladies are swarming all over him. And I know that character, that that arrogant cop character, I, I know I would murder that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, it, it'll be, it'll flip everybody on its head. So I think, because when I say somebody I want, because everybody want to work with Denzel. You know he what gets, I mean? He gets the most. Yeah, Denzel everybody want to work with Denzel. That, interesting... That's the answer. The answer is Denzel for most, yeah. for most black people. But when, you, when I'm thinking about a movie I want to do, you said my movie? Yeah. My movie, I don't, I don't. I don't necessarily need Denzel. I want to work with Denzel, but for my movie, nah. Give me, give me the guy that's my age that I can do something hilarious with. Hmm. Yeah, Good and him, and he has the star power to bring the yeah. eyes to the you know. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a good one. Nobody yeah. said him yet. No, yeah. I think Denzel's obviously been the number one. Will Smith's been up there. Yeah, there's been some interesting choices though. Don Cheadle's. 
been said a couple times. I'm all for my generation getting their flowers. So every yeah. to hear more said me. Yeah, so, yeah, he's my favorite guest. So far. Yeah, <laughs> he said you, Gary. I said nah. Seriously, he goes nah. You. I was like nah. this. Oh, I feel kind of some kind of way towards you now. Nah, man. I think I went on and did uh, the homie show or whatever. Yeah, zooming with the homies because of that. Yeah. I went and did it. Yeah, I'm expecting you to do my podcast, so it's it's cool. Maybe nah, I'm just kidding. It's gonna happen, so I'm not even tripping. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, look, man. Um, I'm starving. Yeah, I get something. Nah, food. Yeah, right we brought, I brought you some food. I feed my guests. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't leave you hanging. Yeah. Nah, right, it's man. it's expected. I didn't eat because I knew you would do that. I feel like this was a uh, podcast that had jokes, current events, and and we kind of had our own therapy session. Right. Like. Who says men can't express their emotions? Exactly. <laughs> I just want to say, I love my dad. I love my mom. Yeah. Today. So I don't want to. My stepdad, uh, fuck you. Yeah, it's you it's know? like, it's like, I don't, I don't even think it's possible. It's barely possible to not, you know, love your mom in the black community. It's just, that's just the thing. I think moms in general. Like, I love my mom, even though well, I, I know, can't but be around her. But. A lot of black people couldn't relate to Eminem's music because it was like, he would go Putting after his, his mom, mom. yeah, and then a lot of black people were like, ah, we just don't. I don't get that. Yeah, I was sitting there like. So Precious came out. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That bitch. Then right. So. But Monique did that shit. Yeah, boy. she killed that, bro. I was like, God, boy, this woman's evil. Yeah. And Monique was has been a complete sweetheart to me, man. Yeah. Shout out to her. But yeah. uh, We had a little Yeah, I know, no, bro, trust me. I but see, I my thing I see is, everything. You were backing up your friend. What are you supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, but my thing is, even in that instance, I never, I'm, I'm, I was very, very strategic. I never called her out her name. Yeah. I never said, all I said was, Monique, you were wrong in this instance in my eyes. And I still stick by that. Yeah. But I never said anything else when about, it comes I said, to, I'm not commenting on Tyler. I'm not commenting on Oprah. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, you were talking about Will Packer. Will Packer. That's yeah. it. But I, listen, I pay, my eyes be on everything. I yeah. act like I don't see everything, yeah. but I see everything. Mm-hmm. So. I know. That's why I'm glad you, I wanted you on this week with the capital shit. Yeah, man. And you, man, the first five minutes you broke that shit down, I go, that's what I was trying to tell people. I don't know how to tell it. <laughs> Nah, man. I can help. I can help you with your mom. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I can't help you with the capital that, shit the way you worded it. That's my gift, man. The gift ain't the funny. I be watching y'all on stage sometimes. I be like, man, I wish I could be that fucking funny, mm-hmm. but it don't matter. I'll I'll figure out how to word something in such a way where they go. Well, I'm impressed by him either way. <laughs> but you're gonna. I I I see you in the same light as I see Andrew Schultz, just in yeah. a different way. Yeah. Where. The, even how he got his Netflix special and everything, I reached out to him when I first saw him on Joe Rogan because I was so impressed that he created his own lane yeah. and put his own money up and was invested in himself. And that's how we became like... Man, I can't wait to talk to you about how to invest in doing this special, right? But you're the one of the few people I've seen do it right. So mm-hmm. I wanted to have that conversation, not on... Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to waste the yeah, podcast the talking way, that, but yeah. The way I told Andrew, I said, dude... The money's coming, bro. Yeah, it's there's you can't deny that kind of force of nature and the people that are starting to gravitate to him, and you're in a different way. I, I fucking it doesn't make me piss. I'm like fucking get do the research and get the guy's name when World Star or somebody's outlets say yeah they this always guy call me this comment guy on this. I'm like just it's. He's not a no name. Uh, yeah. Do the research, bro. <laughs> nah, they just choosing to do that. World they're Star they're trying to get out there so me. fast. Yeah. 
take five minutes to they look follow, them up. Nah, they follow me. Right. They know it's me. They're just choosing to say. I don't like that. They started saying my name, and then Q died. And then yeah. they went back to this like guy. That. I don't, I don't like either. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Ryan Davis. Appreciate you having me, bro. I, gotta, I need some hand sanitizer. Well, that's uh, fine. All right. This is Gary Owen with the podcast. We'll see you all next week. Hey, you see how I shook his hand and he need hand sanitizer, but he sneezed in my face and didn't offer anything of the, the sort. the other way. <laughs> Officially, end of the podcast. <laughs> now, right. is the hand sanitizer because of COVID or Ryan, because... I, I should get the last word. You Let's already did. <laughs> I thought all you right. did. I was just still talking Turn to you. Turn this shit off.